All right, we are here. Free smoke. Let me hit the, get the hit the buttons. Free smoke. Let me get some buttons hit over there, free man. Smoke, free smoke. Free, free smoke is happening. It's happening. I don't need to hear it just as long as they hear it. It's cool. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get this thing going, man. Uh, if you are new to this free smoke uh a session, then uh it's really, really cool. We get to do call-ins. You can call us, answer your questions live. This is a live session, okay? So we're gonna get started in a second. In the meantime, um, we need to what's what's going on in the world? This uh actually you all can introduce yourselves first. We're gonna start here. Let's do it. All right. Hey, 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 Monet here. Monet Business Co. on Instagram. I'm a marketing coach, launch development strategist. I primarily work with e-commerce businesses. We do five figure launches every launch. So yeah, let's get it. Oh, whoa. So you say five figure launches every launch. What do you mean? Yes. Every time we launch, we doing five figures. We do campaigns. So we launch creative campaigns. Every creative campaign, they're doubling pretty much their investment because the investment is a little under 10K. So we doing oh, to work with you. Yeah. So oh. we doing five figures in revenue for their launch. So 20,000, 30,000, 15,000, anything over 10,000 we've been known to to do with the campaigns. So the creative campaigns that they're doing. Have you ever had somebody do spend more than the launch? Than what they made yeah. back in revenue? Yeah, like they spend 20 grand and the launch was 20 grand. And you're like, ah, that was a wash. So with the with the launch being under 10K right now, um, I haven't any I haven't had anybody that has uh not made their investment back. Okay. The least that I've had was probably like about twelve thousand, but they still made their investment and then they made, of course, an, an additional like four or five thousand in is profit. This, is this with ads? No ads, organic. So like my clients, they're doing I like to build them up first. Um, most of my clients that come to me, they don't have like the they don't have the structure. So we go in with structure first, um, help them learn their business as far as ideal customer slash target audience, what people call it. And then like their messaging, really getting them clear on the structure of things because they're not like a lot of them. They're not clear. They just come and they want to launch, but they got the attention. They have the momentum. They have the people but they're not maximizing that. Like they, they have so much potential, but they're not really putting it anywhere. So we just pretty much build their email list, help them build it. They have like subscribers, but not active because they're not emailing them. So we'll build their email list, send out emails, do a pre-launch phase during launch and a post-launch. And even between launching, we do email management. So keeping up the back end, still maintaining that revenue. So then when it comes for the next launch, they like, yeah, we ready to go. I like that. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, moving to my right. What's happening? What's going on? What we do? Uh, Adrian Alexander Allen here. I am the founder and owner of the IPY Agency Public Relations uh, at I'm Promoting You on Social Media. Um, all of my PR clients tend to live in the entertainment, lifestyle, and wellness spaces. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs that touch celebrity in some, uh, some capacity, but all in those and I don't have this whole huge story like Monet because I'm kind of opposite. But you've been in the game 20 years, though. Yeah, I'm about to say. I've been in the game 20 years. I've been, I started PR when PR wasn't popular. Okay. Right? Let's like talk about it. Publicists knew they needed a publicist. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, it wasn't a whole bunch of, of, of PRs running it. around. I like I that. It. I feel it. I feel it. So we're we going to help a whole lot of people today, man. Um, in the meantime, anything going on in the world? What's happening? Yes. 
get started, okay. we gotta lay down the house rules. Yo, and tell him to tell him to do something for my birthday. I could come last week with my birthday. So today is my birthday. Today is my birthday. Okay. Okay. Happy no, birthday. I wanna say happy <laughs> birthday <laughs> to you. To you. <laughs> it's an energy. It's the it's the new it's the new melanated version. Of happy birthday! Oh, we got a new birthday, so okay. we got a new birthday, so we not we not on Stevie Wonder's time I'm no say more. It again. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You know, it's that I wanna say happy birthday to you. To you. I wanna say happy birthday to you. Then it say, now close your eyes and make a wish. <laughs> Think about it and blow out your candles. Y'all ain't giving nobody. <laughs> See, I taught y'all something. That's funny. We're having some uh, some mic issues. Can we find out who that is? Oh. Um, y'all don't y'all hear who is? going out? Make sure our mic is good. Okay. Somebody said. Was it my singing? Thank you so much. Somebody been singing. Thank you so much to everybody uh, for. Birthday wishes, birthday love. Do y'all celebrate birthday? Yes. Oh, the entire month of February for anybody. (laughs) The whole month. Whole month. Whole month. Yo, uh, we just got uh, Mr. Marcus Rosier. He thought it was more important to get a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what, man? You. Cause Shans interviewed me and had me out here looking like don't nobody love me. (laughs) We was focused on them gems, though. Marcus, introduce yourself, my brother. Please. Hey, man, Marcus Barroja. I'm uh, David Shan's assistant. You know, I, I I carry water, carry sparkling water, and I'm I'm hoping he passed down that watch. Nah, Marcus Barroja, man, I help coaches and entrepreneurs uh, make no less than five figures a month while working less than eight hours and build systems mm-hmm. to have stress free million dollar coaching and education companies. Love it, love it, man. We about to have a good conversation today. Yeah. Okay, Marcus didn't catch who you all are. Okay, mm-hmm. so get, we got to run another abridged version so he understands what's going on here. Let's get it. The haircut's nice, though. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they got the beard yeah, working. Nice like, Chris, did you catch my good side? Did you catch my side? Hey, no Beijing either. That's all me. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, well, then, share, share, share a quick story so you know. Marcus, so Marcus understands what's what you got going on. Okay, yes, I'm on a. Um, I was telling him I'm a marketing coach, launch development strategies. I help my clients mainly in the e-commerce space um, do creative campaigns, and from those creative campaigns, it could be a campaign for awareness, campaign for profit. But most people come for profit, um, and we do about uh, five figures a month, or five, however, uh, how frequent they launch those campaigns. But most of them, they'll try to do like a month-to-month thing. Um, but for the most part, every time we do a campaign, we're looking at about five figures per campaign. And I was telling Dave, in between those campaigns, we're working on a back end. Actually, I, I'm being mentored right now through uh, by Runway. So he like, nah, you got to have something where they got to be able to stick with you on a retainer. So we, um, we locked in that email marketing service to keep the revenue generating on a back end when we're not doing campaigns. And that's doing amazing. So... Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. That's my brother, Runway Billionaire. I <laughs> just was on the phone. Runway. Um, and Adrian, talk to us. Adrian, founder and owner of the IPY agency, Public Relations. So I help my clients bring greater attention and awareness to the things that they have going on. 
all of my clients tend to live in the entertainment lifestyle, wellness, and entrepreneurial spaces. So I am helping them to understand their story and how to share their story in a way that makes people want to talk about it and learn more. Dope. There we have it. So I have not had a good experience with publicists. And, and I have, I did a, for those who follow me, I did a TikTok mm-hmm. and I talked about it because um, where we are now with PR, it's a lot of doing PR for PR because the stories are, I paid somebody and nothing happened. Right. The publicist I worked with wanted to be on the red carpet more than I was on the red carpet. Um, <laughs> <I, laughs> Y'all, the publicists be want to be lit too. Like they, they do. They do. They, they be out there. They, they need streets. And, um, or, you know, I, I had more connections than the publicist had. Um, I didn't see anything generated when I worked with this publicist. So we hear the stories. Like the people who are, I don't want to say traditional, but the people who have been working in PR for an extended amount of time understands the problems with some of the newer mm. publicists and, and, and some of the strategies or lack thereof that aren't working because now we're in this digital space, right? Where yeah. people feel like PR should work via social media or, you know, like you can text people. People aren't picking up the phone anymore, you know, to call people or people aren't following up. Drop like, a super chat. Emails. Like they'll send an email, but that'll be the extent of it. You know, yeah. like there's no follow up to the email. The money and a follow up. The money is in a follow up, you know. And so I, I've heard all of the stories and I whenever I speak to potential clients and new clients, I share with them the nightmares that I've heard and the wins that I've had. So my clients have been featured in Forbes, Black Enterprise, Good Morning America, the Today Show, uh, Jennifer Hudson Show. I had clients last year, David, when you and I met, I was doing PR for, not when we met, but early on, I was doing PR for Gracie's Corner. And a lot of people are familiar with Gracie's Corner. I am, I got a four-year-old. Shouts out to Gracie's Corner. And so Gracie's Corner, under my tenure, they were nominated for an Image Award, Webby Award, Telly Award. Okay. They also, yeah, so I go beyond. Let me ask this, though. I got to ask this question. So you're not working with them anymore? I'm not working with them anymore. Wow. So they had tremendous success Mm -hmm. while we were working together. And so, of course, the agencies came, a large agency. So congratulations to them. They did sign with CAA. And when they signed with CAA, they moved over to another PR firm. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. so you wasn't good enough no more. Oh, I don't want to say that. You know, <laughs> nothing but love there. No, no, I know. I understand. I, I mean, kind of messy, but kind of real. Kind of messy, but, but kind of so real. Hey, you yo. Are, um, we've been in this situation before where, let's say, an artist is with a homeboy who's a manager. Yes. And they get them popping in the streets. Yes. But that homeboy can't get them to that next level. Yeah. Are they right or wrong? They right. I, I don't feel like it's on what you consider the next level though, right? I feel like um there was a lot more that could have been done um with Gracie's Corner just where they were, you know, right. like from an independent position. Mm-hmm. So not even that it wasn't enough or or that you could get them to the next level. It was just that while they were independent, they didn't do a lot of what a lot of artists or independent people do. Like they saw the silver lining in the agency because now you take away all of that's off your shoulders, right? You don't have all of that on your back to do it by yourself. Now you have the machine 
behind you. Mm -hmm. And so people, to some people, that's attractive. So it goes beyond um, loyalty or commitment or things of that nature because, and then both, shout out to Javoris and Arlene Hollingsworth who created Gracie's Corner. Both of them are PhD holders in education and in science. So entertainment was not their thing. Yeah, they started Gracie's Corner during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and so you know, and and Javorist actually did some music before that also. But you know, it was a lot. It was a lot to get to one million followers on YouTube organically. Mm-hmm. You can imagine the amount of emails, phone calls, and you know things that were happening. Yeah. So you know, yeah. shouts out to them. They're doing great things. Yeah, yeah. we don't still talk like that, but we definitely do connect. So like yeah. I send a happy birthday or send a happy holidays and things. no bad blood okay. at all. all, right. <laughs> all right. Shouts out to Gracie's crew. Yeah, shouts out uh, to them. Uh, and I think it was it was the perfect time to launch something like that during the pandemic. Yes, the yeah. House. And that's what it was. They were in the house, didn't see anything of color or any you know yeah. things that related to their children. They had three small kids. Including Gracie, who is real. Grayson is a real person. I was wondering oh, wow. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Grayson is a real person. She sings all of the songs. So yeah. So gotcha. okay. I feel like it's no problem with going to like like that. Ne- like you say, bringing it up to the next level. Somebody that can bring it to the next level because I see that like in coaching. One coach they make can get you to fifty thousand dollar months, but then you got the next coach that they make can get you to hundred thousand dollar months. What about the time where that person? Uh, that person that got you where you are now can get you to the next level. Like, yo, you got them to where they were. You could probably got them to Disney or something like that. You it's know? a time right. thing, I think. It's a time. People don't like waiting. So it's like, yes, yes. because my tax, like, for instance, my CPA, she works with me, but one of my friends, she got a lot of businesses. She can't really work with her because of right. the capacity. But I'm sure if she prepared to work with somebody like that, she'll be able to take it, eat it easily. But I feel like it's the time because if I'm working with you, yeah, you probably could eventually get me to that 100K month, $75,000 a month. But it may take time for you to do more mentorship, for you to build yourself up, nurture yourself up a little bit more. And I might not have time for that. No, I feel that. I feel that. What's your thoughts, man? Ooh, I'm, Drake, I'm, Drake, Drake said, <laughs> I'm managed by the people I grew up with. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Drake. that. I get it. And I, I'm number one, I'm loving this conversation and love hearing what you all do. Uh, I agree on both sides. However, I think that when people create processes, normally you're trying to lean into that. So it like to your point, when you like getting them to 50K, there's certain people whose system is built for that. Mm-hmm. And anything beyond that, they can't promise or can't validate. Mm-hmm. So that's where it becomes, do you want to expand? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you use somebody, let's use simple as Tesla. They're a massive company but they streamline their processes to where you can't go on to a lot and buy a Tesla. You're going to go on the app. That's their process. Can they do that? Could they have had cars on the lot? Yeah. So I think when you're talking about outgrowing people or I don't think it's switching up. I think it's evolution. I think it's growth. That's why they have a term in business called vertical integration. It's where a company knows where the market is heading and they go ahead and do research and development to add that in their company. Small businesses don't do that. We don't think long-term beyond the course. We don't think beyond the live event. We don't think beyond, like with our company, we're in the process of building a SaaS company. Why? We build funnels. Right. Why wouldn't we have our own platform? We write emails. We do webinars. Then you start looking and saying, okay, our clients need sales. Why not build a sales department? 
our clients need trained virtual assistants that can create SOPs that every entrepreneur don't know how to lead a team. So what if we train them? So now we have a staffing company, Entrepreneur Staffing Solutions. That's vertical integration to see where things are going, and you can hold on to the client longer. Program over, but what if you hired us event-based, where our team comes in, you just show up virtually, and we run front-end, back-end email, webinars, back-end sales, follow-up campaigns. Everyone who didn't show up, our team will take over that for the next 90 days to contact them every day. Okay, you asked me what, you asked me yesterday what you could do for me. Yeah. That. All, right. <laughs> all of it. All of that. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. I say really quickly, because what you said made me think of the business that are affected by the Keith Lee effect, right? We're all familiar with the Keith Lee yeah. effect. What's that? Oh. Is yeah, it, you know Keith Lee? Look, look, everybody's like, what? Like, like yeah. a, a full so reviewer. Killing them softly in these yeah, streets. He's, <laughs> he's a full review guy. He's a full reviewer. I know you've seen it, like, everybody maybe like, maybe they, passed, they had all those memes of, like, yo, all all the business owners, restaurant owners, they're scrambling when Keith Lee comes. I, I Okay. I didn't know. Not I don't great. know who the person is. I was like, is he, like, a chef or something? No. Wait a minute. He is a individual. Actually, he's an MMA fighter by trade. Is he really? Yes. He's an MMA fighter oh, by wow. trade. Oh, wow. And so, <laughs> he got knuckles. Hey, yes. What he say? I wish y'all would get crazy about my review. But and so he was doing TikToks, uh, and he just started reviewing food organically. Yeah. And then it started catching on, and it started catching on to the point where people started really valuing his opinion. And so now he's come. He's taking it on the road. And negative and positive because small businesses are affected because they don't have processes. And I hate that a lot of it is us, right? Not saying it is not others, but most of us start businesses and don't have processes in place Mm -hmm. and don't understand when we can't be the best of who we want to be. And so we had, there were a couple of businesses that Keith Lee came out and they were inundated with people. There was no process, so they had to shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Success made them close. Wow. Success made them close. Yeah, that's real. Right. That's real right yeah. Imagine being blessed with so much success that you can't handle it. Right. And you close down. Oh, so you saying the ones he reviewed good, they ended up. Yes. So there was like some of them. Some people yeah. could handle it. Some people was like, they're slow, and then he comes, does a review, and there's a line around the block. Yeah. I went to one. Oh, did you? <laughs> really? It was like a three-hour wait. I was wow. like, you waited the three hours. Yeah, but I live by there, so I always would go. But I'm like, okay, let me go now since he not came. I just wanted to see because I I do I, I just like to tell people like, okay, I seen this and this is how it played out after that review, and it was crazy. I have never seen it like that. I waited just to kind of see what the oh, service was gonna look like. The food is always good, oh, okay. but I just waited to see like what the service was gonna be with the increase because like y'all talking about processes. I wanted to see, do they have those processes to where if they expand tomorrow, they're going to be able to, to to carry it. And it was still good. The hours were longer because of the amount of food. I don't think they had the amount of cooks because it's a smaller place. But the service was still good. Customer service. You got your spoons, your salt, your seasonings, your sauces. Nothing was left out. It was still good. How do you prepare for that? It's a different mindset. Uh, I, I talk about this all the time. I tell my clients that you should start every I, you should start everything with the idea that it'll be extremely successful. Mm-hmm. 
Because yeah. you prepare differently, believing that it's going to be successful. Some people set up their business thinking that it'll be incremental and it feels and looks that way, right? So yeah. from email responses, et cetera. I don't think people realize the trickle down effect of having a real CEO in place. I'm not yeah. talking about an entrepreneur says, I'm going to sell chicken and focuses heavy on marketing. A CEO is about the health of the company and it growing healthy that all the components are in place. Like how do you maintain operations, customer support systems? People use systems as a buzzword or processes. The simpler way to think about it is when someone hears about us, they do what? Sit with your team and get the answer to that. When they hear about my restaurant, they do what? Do they reach out? Do they go online? That means you create a process for lead generation. So when they first see you, when they come to the restaurant, they experience what? If there's a longer than usual wait time, we do what? These are processes. Right. But it's based on question prompts that you think through and say, well, okay, if it's a long wait, uh, we could, okay, we can create a lemonade that's just for people waiting. Now you're, now you're creating something in the experience. Mm -hmm. Hey, we could also do this, 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 and this. Hey, if a person has a bad experience, this is just how you think through in every level of business all the way down to how do we keep track of how much food we have and how much to order? What spicy. days are our busiest days? What happens if we run out of something? Like these are the things that that is the job of the CEO to pass down to operations, to pass down to directors, to pass down to managers. Some business owners, I'm not saying it in a, in a knock or a negative. I just sit in this seat where I'm obsessed with bit, with the conversation of CEO because no one identifies as that. Most identify as entrepreneur, and it lacks responsibility. So now, who drives the company? Who makes sure there's quality control? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so obsessed with it. Let's use the coaching space. We got SOPs for when we do Monday night's coaching call. Ten minutes prior, there's two playlists we have. My team's going to know whether we're going hip-hop or, or rap. There's a thing that comes up. We'll get started in a few minutes. What time does the music go off? If everybody's not on, how often does my VA screenshot to see who's on the Zoom call? When do we put – you know what I'm saying? All of this stuff is not – reactionary this should be predictable outcomes so and so this is a conversation we all got to start having openly to say let's prepare for the success we're praying for that we that we're hoping for and sit in that seat and say let's let's not just think about new marketing campaigns but it's, it's hard to it's hard to prepare so there's a restaurant right they're in a neighborhood they're doing okay right or or they're struggling keith lee comes to the restaurant Right, so they're normally used to feeding, I don't know, forty people mm -hmm. a day. Well, Keith comes, and you don't know when he's going to post it, yeah. right? So <laughs> <laughs> the next day, you say, "Oh, I made it. I need to go order yeah. enough to feed 400. And what if he doesn't post it? You're stuck. Or are you conservative? And then you see the, a line around the corner. First off, that's not my Instagram. What is going on? Come on, it's okay. It's cool. It's all right. Do you, <laughs> do you even know me? Do you even know me? Hey, yo. That the number four. Instagram. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> I caught that myself. <laughs> um, Processes. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So, so what, what, how do you prepare? Because it could have this influx of people and then the line is long. The wait is crazy. 
They got to send somebody to go to the store to go get some more chicken. And people <laughs> waiting three hours. And you waited three hours. But there's some people like, yo. They ain't doing it. Why would, why would Keith Lee send us here? And if that happens often enough, does it weaken Keith Lee's word? So yeah. now he's, it could. The, if, if he must have a good palate, right? He takes something, it's good. People go, they're like, oh, yeah, it's good. And now we're living by the fact that this person knows food. Mm-hmm. But if it happens off, otherwise, then anybody could do a food review and they could be Keith Lee, right? Mm-hmm. But if it happens often enough where he says this place is good, by the time the majority gets there, four, five, six places in a row, they're not good, as Keith Lee says, his fame is over. Mm-hmm. So there's oh, a lot no. to unpack here. I feel... I, mm. I think <laughs> some, of is, some of it for just for Keith as a person. The credibility is in Keith's word because he's not asking for anything for this. Mm. You know, he goes there, it's just by happenstance. He pays for his food. He's not yep. gifted any food. He's not going there and, you know, asking him to comp his visit or anything like that. He is a individual who is saying whether they like food or not and always gives the disclaimer of, you know, this is just my opinion. You have your own. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think from the PR perspective, I really wanted to, it was, it was interesting to me to see how the real milk and honey responded. Oh, talk, talk about the situation. Cause yeah. I don't know. If, oh. I don't know if everybody knows. Okay. Hey, yo, before we jump into this, y'all going deep in, and we have not yeah. laid down the house rules oh, yet. Yeah. The house rules. Like, come on, David. <laughs> He's just ready to go in. <laughs> but what's up, y'all? Welcome to Free Smoke. I'm just going to lay down the house rules. My name is Nella. Really quick, before you guys do anything else, make sure you like this. There is over 100 people on this live right now. Make sure you go ahead and like this live. Share it with a friend. Share it with a coworker. Share it with auntie and them. And make sure they hop on this live right now. And if you are loving the information, because I saw some of y'all loving this information, drop a birthday super chat for David. This ain't no normal super chat. Drop Drop a super super chat chat. in that live right now. But let's get back to this conversation. Take it away. (laughs) All right. So the Real Milk and Honey was an establishment that Keith visited while he was here. Um, And it didn't do as well because of customer service. So that's another thing about Keith. He's real big on customer service, right? Like everything is about, and he doesn't go in typically. Like he'll send his family or someone else to go in to get the food and do everything. And so there were just a lot of issues with the visit, including him not being able to get food because they had a lot of rules. Like you couldn't sit by yourself. Like you couldn't be seated without the whole group. Um, There were no deviations on the menu. You couldn't call in. It was just a lot of things, right? And so he just said that. That was what his video was. You know, he acknowledged all of the challenges that he had. And when they that. seen him, they tried to tell him that, that he can come, like, when they realized it was him. Right. Oh, yes. And then once yeah. he went in and they saw it was him, they were like, oh, no. Yeah. You know, like, we'll seat you and everything. <laughs> the owners of The Real Milk and Honey did this. Cringy TikTok. Cringy TikTok. <laughs> I mean, it was so cringe. Like, it was just like, well, who is this Keith Lee? We don't know Keith Lee. You know, like, so... 
Like really, really. It was a skit. Yeah, like they did a whole skit. Like she's drinking champagne or whatever she's drinking, and a husband. I don't know relationship. You're Female, a male, and a child. Mm And so she's like, who is this Keith Lee? And the husband, they're like, they don't know who Keith Lee is. And the daughter has her cell phone. And she's like, they don't know who Keith Lee is. And they're like, just really blowing it off, right? Cringe to like. Why is it it cringy though? It was because. Because instead of taking accountability, why are you making a skit? Like at the end of the day, y'all, his wife went in there to go and get the food. Y'all didn't want to let her sit. But when y'all seen that it was Keith Lee, oh, yeah, come on, come. No, no, no. Now y'all want him to to do y'all review. He didn't even get to the food, but he got to y'all customer service. So instead of candy, because they all did the same thing. So instead of all of y'all just like, oh, you know, we're sorry for, you know, the mishap. You know, we'll check in it, check into it. It's like, oh, we going to make a little video, make it funny. Who is he? And my thing is, yeah, he is just an individual doing the review. I get that. But he's still a, he's still from a customer's standpoint. It's not, he not, he's still a customer. Yeah. So I get, like, I just be feeling like, okay, even if the customer was wrong, I'm looking at everything to see. And then on the outside, I'm not going to go online and make fun of the situation. Because deep down, behind the scenes, you still, you still got that effect. Like, the the world now knows that y'all have bad service. Y'all oh, only going to take me if I got a name. Like, so y'all still hurting behind the yeah. scenes. Should have took accountability. Like, I did a TikTok. A there, it was literally, when you say around the world, like, no, literally. I did a TikTok because there were people that started to comment under the video, like, I'm in Nigeria and I'm never going to the real milk and honey. Gosh, That's what I'm saying. Me. Y'all make it a joke, but y'all hurry up for real. Like, why we, why we playing with business? Yeah. Like, let's just be for real. So, yeah, I ain't never ate at milk and honey, but I didn't oh, like that. Like, my I'm really big on my customers and... Even when the customer is wrong, I'm asking a lot of people on my team, like, where could we have fixed this? Even if they're wrong about, let's just say they like, when do we get our deliverables? I'm like, hey, somewhere in the process, they didn't get enough emails to remind them the time of the deliverables. Thanks for the I can't be chat. mad for them going off about, even though it may be two days later, common sense, we can't edit 20 graphics in, t- in two days. <laughs> but am I to, oh, wow, y'all really are so, no, I'm going to, hey, y'all, we got to put it in more places. We can't just have it in that one email. Man. Yo, first tough. off, shouts out to GG Naturals for the $20. Thank you for chat. the super chat. Thank Woo-woo. you. Thanks for the super chat. Yeah, uh, we're keep the conversation, but I was at a school last week, and the girl, little girl, uh, I don't know, had to be 10th, 10th, 11th grade, something like that. I was like, who's going to give me a birthday gift? I was like, I want, I'm on stage, and it's like three, 400 kids. And I'm like, yo, who's today's my birthday? Who's gonna give me a birthday gift? And they just sitting around looking. I'm like, ain't nobody gonna give me no gift. <laughs> so it was two, uh, two girls in particular. No, a girl and a guy. And the world's like, yo, happy birthday, and gave me an orange. Aww. Like I ain't got much, but I, I give you an orange. And then the other little boy, he gave me like a, um, what is it? The little granola bar. It's like, yo, happy birthday. And I gave them both a hundred dollars. Oh, I bet everybody had a gift after that. Now everybody got a gift. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 it, it, I appreciate oh, it. Oh, my God. I, I wanted to show them, like, when you give, you receive. Yep. Yes. When you give, you receive. And I have a bunch of people in my life, man. They give, and I'll, I almost feel obligated to make sure they're straight. Mm. And I think there are some other people in my life that want to make sure I'm straight because I, cause I give to them, right? And they, so... Uh, I say all that to say, give me a super chat, y'all. 
it's the holidays, y'all. Drop a super chat. Now, now that was a pitch. That was a story. It was a story. And I, and I looked that kid in the eye. Right. And I said, <laughs> you too. But Dave, 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 share, with, share with those who are watching live where these super chats go to because they don't just go into the pocket. Oh, yeah, for sure. Drop a super chat. So um, we are actually, I went to market. It's like a market day at MLK High School in Atlanta where. We thought it started at one at one thirty, but it ended at one thirty, so couldn't do anything. But um, they have like clothes set up, or you know, cookies, or whatever you want to sell. You could bring it to school one day a month, and they are learning entrepreneurship. So we take a percentage of all the super chats, and we are going to support entrepreneurship. Thanks for the super chat. Going into the school's heavy twenty twenty four. And some of the kids have the drive, the motivation, they're coachable. They just need a little bit of help. Yeah. So we're looking to identify those kids. And it's not a loan. I'm not taking no percentage of their company. But I want to be able to invest $1,000 into mm. their first product. I want to be able to invest five. And we do it now. But uh, I want to have the community. I was about to say, any partnership that you, please call me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm we, a sociology we major. I love the kids. Actually, actually, uh, what is the date? January 8th. January 8th. We're putting on an assembly at Martin Luther King High School. And they don't know that we're going to give away some money. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, just, yeah, we, I'm bringing some friends with me. Y'all can definitely pull up. Oh, uh, my mom. Like she, she got Nina! you. Nina! <laughs> oh, mom! Out of man, with the 1999 Super Chat. Appreciate the support. The seeds that you all plant in this live, I promise you, they're going to grow not only in someone else's life, but in your own life. Don't ask me how it works. I don't have a science. I don't have a formula. But I'm telling you, every time I planted a seed, it grew. And maybe not in the same area. Right. But you do something mm. nice for somebody. Um today and it just shows up in a blessing three weeks three years later so uh put a seat in the ground you all so we can support these kids in business okay drop a super chat now let's uh let's let's get into this conversation we're talking about launching a business we'll talk about launching first and then we're going to talk about gaining exposure but i think it's kind of one and the same mm-hmm. and your whole business is predicated on launching a business so talk to us about the psychology in launching a business not just starting a business Oh, okay. So the psychology, I honestly, when it comes down to like launching, because I don't really, I used to work with people with new, like they was launching a new business, but even the term launching, coming out in the whole world or, you know, not even the whole world, but a lot of people know what it is that they're launching. They know, you know, the benefits of it. They know, even how it's going to make my life or your life better. Basically, like if I have a skincare line, when you launch it, I should hear about it. If I'm one following you on your email list, even if I'm not, I should, you know, somewhere on Instagram, TikTok, anywhere, I should be aware or become aware that, you know, you exist. And even with like that, a lot of people think that it stops there. Like, oh, somebody follow me. I'm getting a lot of followers. So it's like, the most, the first thing I look at with launching is metrics. Your numbers. Thanks for the who super chat. Who told you you need to launch this? Like, <laughs> who told you they wanted it? Who told you that, you know, like, what are the struggles that they're dealing with that this could help um, them, you know, not deal with after consuming your product or using your product? And then it's like, 
are you even talking to the right person? So first starting at the metrics and just like you're targeting your messaging, mm -hmm. I feel like that's the first start to how your launch is going to end. Yeah. Um, specifically because if I don't know that you're talking to me, I relate Thanks a lot with launching to chat. real life situations. Mm -hmm. So if I'm just sitting here and I'm, I'm talking without saying a name, who's going to know that I'm talking to them? I'm just like, yeah, because I was thinking about starting a podcast. You're going to be like, she's talking to me. Mm -hmm. But when I say David or when I say if anybody else has started a podcast, this is what I was thinking about doing. Now, everybody who fits in that criteria, you're going to listen to me now. That's good. So I feel like with launching, people look at it as I have a new product that just touched the market. But that's more that's that's just like anybody could do that. My I, a 14 year old can. Oh, I got a lip gloss, a lip balm, and I just want to release it. That's the better word. Release. A lot of people are releasing things. But they're not launching. So when it comes down to launching, that's a bar. the first thing, like I said, your numbers. But now it's like your positioning. When you're launching something, how did you position it? Is it in a way to where me, like, because there are so many different people that can use the same product. But trying to, you know, attract everybody, somebody's going to, in that mix, going to feel like, uh, I don't need that from a marketing aspect. So it's like, how can we filter it and and make it to where, okay, this group of people know that it's for them. Yeah. I feel like that's the uh, the next most important thing with launching because I got to know that this is for me and that it can help me in my life, my business, my relationship. Like, those are pretty much the three areas, your, your relationships, your uh, business, and your personal. We're all looking for things to be relieved or um, just kind of like, solutions for those three areas in life sure. so it's just like even with personal if it's a, a a skincare business personally I may have skincare issues and it may lower my confidence so it's like what are you qualified what what avenue are you qualified to take me down are you qualified to tell me like or to market to me oh I'm gonna clear your skin or are you more qualified for with clearing your skin this is gonna boost your confidence thanks for the super because chat because some people and I'm not saying this is everybody, but some people, they just think about the simple. I'm just going to clear skin with this product. Gotcha. But how can I follow you as a brand when you are like you just clearing skin? I don't know nothing about you. I don't have a messaging. I don't know why you started this. I don't know who you're helping. I don't know much. I just know you have a product. Yeah. So now can you build more of a brand? And that leads me into the next thing. A part of the psychology is branding before you launch. A lot of people want to launch and brand at the same time. It don't work like that. So Especially, branding, is that is that the lead up before you ask them to buy? Yeah. So that's what we do. In my agency, like we, if you come to me and you're branding, like let's just say you don't have a logo or your logo is kind of like fuzzy. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say ugly, but it's kind of fuzzy. That's some ugly and logos you, out there. <laughs> And you don't have like the audience. It's kind of like, are we launching for profit or launching for brand awareness? Thanks for the for super brand awareness. Chat. How can we launch for brand awareness? What do we need for that awareness? We're going to need to be visually appealing first. So that's why branding comes first to me because I work with a lot of the beauty industry. So everything, everybody is used to things looking cute already. And it's like, if it don't look good, I might not buy it. They're going off of what they're conditioned to, you know, beauty, pretty, cute. It got to look nice. So if you come and it's like your logo glitter and fuzzy and all of that, we're going to have a brand strategist. We're going to go through the brand strategist first. Because if you don't have a logo that looks apart, nine times out of ten, you don't even understand your client or your customer. Gotcha. You don't even know who you're marketing to. I want to know, Rosier, somebody Thanks comes to you. Thanks for the super chat. They say, hey, I'm about to 
launch this product, mm-hmm. book, funnel, co- uh, coaching program, whatever, right? What's the pre-work? Like she's saying, y'all got to do, I got to go to branding first. What's the pre-work or the checklist that you have to hit before you say, okay, now we can launch? Perfect. Uh, so uh, it's dope that you, you asked that. We actually repositioned an offer. We call it Five Figure Moss Mastermind. The sole focus of that program is to create for people a monthly launch and sales system. So the pre-work. A monthly launch launching. and sales system, which okay. is my main point. First thing they would have to know is that launching is not a one-time event. The average business owner does not have consistent or predictability in their income because they launch one time and they think they have to shift to a new product. My model is to teach people how to take what billion-dollar companies do and, and implement it into their business. So, for instance, McDonald's does Monopoly during the summer. Right after Monopoly, they then move into getting ready for Halloween. Right after that, they do Christmas, and there's always there's a, a ongoing launch cycle. If you look at the mall, every 90 days, there's a new launch cycle of some way to bring in new people to increase frequency, traffic, revenue, or get new people in the door. So, as a business owner... What I tell people to do is every month on your calendar, you should have a cash flow day. So if you say, hey, every fourth Friday or every last week of the month, or if we use a morning meetup as an avatar, if we say, hey, we're doing a monthly lunch cycle for morning meetup, we then start thinking through, this is the pre-work. Mm-hmm. All right, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to get a win back process for people who canceled or are we trying to get new people? We have to have a goal for the monthly lunch. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. The, makes so sense. the first thing I would tell a person, I would break their limiting beliefs surrounding a launch happening one time. A launch happens every single month. So if we if it's on the calendar to launch once a month, we pick the date of when, when we launch, what type of marketing event we're going to do to launch. Can you launch anybody? Yes. Anybody? Yeah. 100%. Anybody? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So the, the work is going to be different, right? The, the pre-work is going to be different, but yes, you can. If a person is just in ideation mode, you can launch an ideation mode. The difference would be we would create what we call an ATM offer because the person hasn't validated their brand. They haven't validated their message or their audience. So we wouldn't go high ticket. We would create, why do I call an ATM offer? It's something where the price is low and the value is high and someone can easily buy. So now you're building an email list with a new vetted out audience where even if I don't trust you, if the value for it sees the price, I'll try you out. Mm-hmm. So now you're earning their business and you're segmenting the list with people that are interested in what you can sell later. So that's the first a lunch, let's say if we want a hundred dollar product, but we know it's worth $3,000, the person being on your email list and the lifetime value means more than what you lost on the hundred dollar to a thousand dollar product. Mm-hmm. So we launch with that to now segment your list with new people that are interested that we can market to later. That's long term because we're launching every month. Yeah. You get them on the on in January, your monthly launch cycle. Hey, by May we want to test and see if we can do an email launch and only launch the people on the email list that came in January. See what Man. I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know if, if we talked about it on this live or I was just talking to somebody, but they helped me realize that the United States. That was me. That was you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give my credit. I didn't realize it. <laughs> Somebody told me. And the next, and the next time I share this, yo, did y'all know that America? Can I, can I, break, can I Please, say yeah, share, share So that. this is where the thought comes from. Every major company has monthly lunch cycles. Only small businesses don't. So the, the United States is a business. Mm-hmm. 
This is why the moment you're born, you need a social security number. Same way we need an EIE number, right? From then on, you start looking and saying, every, here's how it works, you need 70% consumption. If not, we go into a recession, right? So 70% consumption has to be maintained. How does the United States government maintain 70% consumption? Every, every 30 to 60 days, there is a marketing campaign to stimulate revenue. So if you look, you have February, which is Valentine's Day, made up day, right? Made up day, right? So February, Valentine's Day, you roll over and you typically are going to have Easter. You know, I won't get into that. You're going to have some things in April and May. You're going to have, what is it? Memorial Day in May. You right after May, you're going to roll into July, 4th of July, where people feel like they have to travel. So you're going to stimulate tourism. You're going to stimulate flight. Cookouts, food, groceries. You're going to roll into August where normally there's going to be some something that is statewide on the Thanks calendar. for we're the summer school, chat. Right? Every day back to school. This is big. We're going to back to school. Make sure they get 100%. their book bags. That's, yo, that's You're going to have wild. that, and that's going to stimulate everything from mall, travel, tourism. You look in Labor Day, you're going to have Halloween in October. You're going to have Thanksgiving in November. You're going to have Christmas in December and start the cycle all over again. So every 30 to 60 days, that's a monthly lunch campaign where now, here's the thing. If you decide to do nothing for Christmas, people feel like, so you're just sitting at home? <laughs> it's pressure to travel, to spend money, <laughs> where you literally feel weird if you don't. That's marketing, right? So business owners can do the same if you look at Apple, where they might have a one-year campaign for their cell phone, but you're going to have quarterly campaigns for iPads and for some of the other items. And you have upgrades at the halfway mark, like the six-month mark. Every business needs a monthly lunch cycle, and this is what we teach. If you don't mind, I can tell you how it goes. Go for it. We got a board, too. Uh, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. We got a board. I just want to let you know that we have one. I ain't going to do it. You may not know we have one. I I might at some point. So I would just say five simple steps, and I don't want to over-talk because you were sharing some phenomenal things. Mm -hmm. But just to make it simple so it's practical for someone to have a month, like, how do you do this? And I know what it's like to hear great information on a podcast and be sitting at home like, but how? So to make it into five simple steps, the first part of a monthly launch is if you say at the end of each month, we're doing, we're using social proof as the avatar. The first step of a launch every month is an awareness campaign. How do we make new people aware? In the awareness campaign, this is where posting comes in. This is where ads come in. This is where getting on podcasts come in. It is people who didn't know who Marcus was can now become aware of me. In the awareness campaign, you're tracking data to see how many people that are aware that now you can see if they're interested. So they have to take an action for you to gauge how much of the awareness is actually people that want to work with you. So awareness and attraction are two separate things. Make sense? So you go real heavy on when I get ready to do an event or if you know it's the end of the month, this is where you go heavy for a whole week talking about one message. Mm-hmm. Don't forget in the month, blah, 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 we're doing this. You're making people who even follow you aware of the fact of what you're doing. So that's the first phase. Mm-hmm. Second phase would be the capture phase. You want to see if 3,000 impressions happen from the awareness phase and only 200 people are on the list, that's real data now. 3,000 people are aware, only 200 are captured. This is a new segmented list. 
Mm-hmm. From there, we go from, so step one would be awareness. Step two would be the yeah, capture I, phase. I hate to interrupt you, but there's a lot of people that say, they want use, you to the use the board. It's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> use the board. Use the board. They, they use, wanna, the board. use the board. They want to be able to preach. Oh, that. my God. <laughs> smoke, smoke. I don't okay. share that with you. I don't know if you don't have to. I can do it quickly because I, I want her, I, I don't want to dominate the conversation. Yeah, bro, we, got, like, we got three hours. All right. We got time. Great. While you're prepared for that, you do, PR, so I want to have the conversation. So just start preparing yourself. I want to have the conversation for when a client is um, there wanting to launch something, right? So you're the one that got to get them into the magazines and all that kind of stuff. Are we, are we, we plugged in? Uh, press the button with your finger. All right, hit the button in the back. <laughs> What's called? Make sure it's plugged in all the way in the back. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, out of the back of the board. <laughs> okay, we're going to get that together for you. Marcus is coming with the five steps. We better figure that out. Okay, a client comes to you yes. and they, they're like, okay, I want to launch this product. You're the person that does what? I am the person that brings greater attention. Thanks for the super chat. Okay. Um, and so what I want to do before I explain that is I want to, kind of give a a quick story on how PR actually works because a lot of the reason people have problems with PR is because they don't actually understand it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when people come to you and the expectation is a return on investment, you aren't looking for a publicist. A publicist isn't there to make you money. Absolutely. There's a potential to make money on a back end once you've been interviewed and you're seen in different places and everything but we are not the money makers for you. So you should never go to a publicist with the mindset of how much money will I make after I hire a publicist or what's going to be my return for paying for a publicist because we are storytellers. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. We we tell your story. We bring attention to you, uh, to your point, magazine, interviews, radios, television shows, national television shows, these are all parts of earned media. Public relations works in earned media, which is free media. So if you are paying for interviews, which I know is popular now, that's really advertising. Or when you see those, those advertisements that say, get in Forbes for $99, or you know, I can guarantee you placements. Those are things that you know to run from. If you talk to a publicist and they're like, well, I can guarantee you 10 placements a month, and you know, these things, like that's not PR. They're paying for publications, they're paying for interviews, they're paying for advertorials, because with PR, there are no guarantees, which is another turnoff, because people are like, if I'm paying all these thousands of dollars a month, Mm -hmm. and you're telling me you can't guarantee me anything, I don't understand that. And that's because the work that goes involved or goes into getting you free interviews is the work that we do. We are the ones who are bringing attention. So to your point about launching. Thanks for the super chat. Working with marketing or branding person, we're going to be strategic in doing a press release. A lot of people are still, you know, like they feel like, oh no, press releases don't work. Press releases absolutely do work. Mm -hmm. They work for what they're supposed to work Mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. A press release is there to have a digital footprint and a landscape for people to go back to reference what it is you do, who you are, What am I, why should I be interested in you? And so with that press release, once we send that out, then the follow-up happens. Then we're calling the television stations, the radio stations. We're calling the national outlets. We're calling the 
Drew Barrymore's and Jennifer Hudson, Sherry Shepard, you know, those places, because we are trying to get you free media. Mm -hmm. You should not have to pay any more for any awareness outside of what your monthly retainer is for public relations. So none of my clients pay for interviews unless it's something that they absolutely want to do. If it's a platform they want to support, then they pay for it. But if people come to me Mm -hmm. or if my clients say someone approached me and, you know, they said I can be in fortune, but I just had to pay $5.99. Okay, well, we're going to tell that person no. And then we're going to go to the real fortune and, you know, because that's earned media. So you should not pay any, whatever you're paying for your monthly public relations plan is inclusive of all of your pitching, writing, reach outs, email, follow up, everything. There should be no other money coming out of your pocket when it comes to public relations. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I just learned something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Marcus, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. The monthly launch. Three cash flow? Wait, I thought it was five steps. And, uh, it and is five. cash flow. And cash flow. All right, let me do it this way. Oh, and cash flow. I <laughs> thought it was the three. I'm trying to play. I said, what? Go, go to the board, Reese. Let's All do right. it. Let's add and for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Probably <laughs> launch and cash flow. Okay, what we got? This is a system. The best ways for y'all to see it. I'm going to do it in right. steps. It ain't nothing but a funnel. Most people think a funnel is pages. Where am I looking? Right here? <laughs> All right. It ain't nothing but a funnel. So people think a funnel is pages, softwares. It's not. A, a funnel is the process that you or someone creates to take someone from not knowing who you are to knowing, trusting, and buying from you. Right? That's, That's a bar. So if we have awareness, this is very simple. This is just how you capture the attention of people and how you attract them to buy. So two things you're trying to do in awareness, if we're using social proof as an avatar, people are aware of the David Shans, they're aware of the podcast, but you have to constantly make them aware of the fact that every day, instead of just watching podcasts that are not structured in their learning, they can have a structured environment known as the morning meetup where it is community, you get access to courses, you get details where you can even bring questions from the podcast to Thursday's call to get questions answered. Some of your favorite interviews, you can actually learn from them specifically. See, I'm selling the program. That's yeah, where for sure. No, I, 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 keep going. <laughs> he gonna get you some keep going, brother. Keep going. <laughs> but, you, but, but what did we just do? We took the awareness of Morning Meetup and made you aware of some of the details that's happening in it. That's an awareness campaign. If we took people in the Morning Meetup and did a whole mashup of just the community, the awareness of community, the awareness of the information, the awareness of the book club, the awareness of the in-person meetup, the awareness of the cost. See what we're doing? We're taking small nuances surrounding it. And for that whole week, if we said for the first seven days is our awareness campaign, because this got to launch every month. Step two is capture. Every time you post about awareness, you need a way to capture people's information. It doesn't have to be free. It could be a morning meetup sneak peek where you get a chance to get access to our Thursday Q&A call to ask questions and see the community or sneak peek into X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. So guess capture. I want to go slow so people get it. Step three. I call this the dating phase. Mm-hmm. Here's why I call it dating. Because this whole process, and I'll say it quick, the same way that you get to know a woman is the same way that you build a relationship with a customer. 
So a person didn't know you you exist. You in the mall. Shout out to my partners who be who's still out here. Hey, hey, excuse me. Miss <laughs> <laughs> with the white pants, with the white shirt, with the white shoes, with the white. I'm talking excuse about the whole rundown. Excuse me, right now. Excuse me. Not excuse me, excuse me. That's the way we that's really what we're doing online. All these people are there. We're trying to make people aware. We're then asking for their phone number, their email. Excuse me, how do I stay in contact with you? And now the follow-up, you finna good morning, beautiful them to death. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, big head. <laughs> <laughs> but this, in essence, is email marketing, but it's segmented based on what they open, what they read, what they do, what they don't do. Most people do not allow a person to get to know them in the email marketing. They immediately go into selling. Don't nobody want to go on a date with somebody who only talk about themselves. <laughs> so e great email marketing should be person to person, where it literally should have, I think, great emails. If somebody's listening to this to write it out, an email that no one uses is an FAQ email. Take the questions people have asked you before and turn it into an email. Why? You're That's overcoming every objection they have and framing for them how they can make the decision. Make sense? Yeah. Moving fast, this is a whole lot to teach. <laughs> Y'all writing down this free game. Oh, yeah. Y'all making this free smoke. Free smoke, free smoke. I think this is what me and you talked about before. You can't be on free smoke and not know your stuff because you don't know where the conversation is going to go. Right. You got right. to actually, right. you gotta actually <laughs> have this in your head. This ain't like, have my team send me my notes. <laughs> Step four is the proposal. This is where you're actually asking them to buy, which is okay. And you're showing them what else they can do if they don't buy. That's simple. And step five is the marriage. Now, I'm going to break this down. How does this become a monthly lunch? I hope they can read this. How does this become a monthly lunch? Because if you got step four of the dating phase, which is email marketing, and you're going to propose to someone, you can't propose without inviting a person to a date. The date is more important than the actual proposal because it's where you propose that determines if they say yes or not. This then becomes, let me extract this and put it over here. You got to plan a, a date. We call them marketing events. Are you going to propose at a webinar, a challenge, a, an enrollment call, a live event? Where does the proposal happen? And every month you should be planning a date to invite the whole internet to for you to propose. This is how a monthly lunch happens. This is how you create cash flow days. Because if you do this correctly and all your content points to capture, points to dating, points to proposal, and you get 1,000 people a month, new people on your list, and even 100 show up, 10% conversion, which is super low on a $1,000 product, you then, you're averaging a five-figure day. This is why we call it five-figure month mastermind. Because we're structuring their offer. We're writing their email. We're building their funnel so we know what's in it. We're teaching them the lunch plan and we give them a sales script. So you're closing on the date and on the back end. Mm -hmm. You can't be in the program if you don't have something to sell for at least $1,000. So I got to get you 10 people a month. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Thanks. And the marriage is what happens after they take your offer. This is where the business model happens. To say, after they sign up for morning meetup, how else can they work with you? How do you continue the relationship? That's a monthly launch and sales cycle. Solid, solid. I know. I oh, my God. <laughs> Good stuff, man. I hope y'all are taking these notes. I hope y'all are getting this. Um, so, pub as a publicist, okay, because I think, and now I'm seeing it, this is very educational for me. We need to have a system. So I have an event coming up. Yes. Or, and I think there's a lot of people that have an event or I'm going to be launching this book or whatever. On one side, I need to understand the digital marketing strategy. Your side is exposure. How can I get 
more exposure to you so that your digital marketing strategy takes over, right? So what are the what are the things that you are considering when someone comes to you say, hey, I'm about to launch this, where does your mind automatically go? What are you about to launch and why? Okay. Uh, it's because a lot of people, you know, everyone has a story, right? And everybody feels like their story is the best story since sliced bread. It's just like, <laughs> you know, I did ABC one, two, three, and no one's ever done that before. But then when you search, you're like, well, I, I see like 10 other people that did this. You yeah. know what I mean? Because everybody feels like their story is the best story, but they don't do their due diligence, right? They aren't searching to see if it's happened before. And so that's why for me, whenever I have a conversation with potential clients, I'm doing. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket and in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use 
promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal my due diligence to see where are you in the marketplace is there something that someone that's already done what you've done before what is the relevance are people going to be interested in this mm-hmm. because although your story is an amazing story in your head. That's not the story that everybody wants to write about. Not, you know, from a, from a writing business perspective, because journalists are employees as well. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, and people always talk about relationships. Oh, well, you know, like my publicist has this, you know, you have to have relationships. The relationships are amazing. Yes. Relationships help and they work. However, if I reach out to a journalist, and they have uh, breaking news stories, or if you aren't aligned with their editorial calendar, or if they aren't covering what's going on with you right now, then it doesn't matter the relationship because they have to answer to someone else. Mm. And then also, you know, there are stories that, you know, I've had clients that'll do an interview in January and the story won't come out until May or April or something like that. Because again, it has to align with the editorial calendar. It has to makes sense for them to write about it. And so when you come to me, if you're launching a book, then I'm looking to see what space does this book align with? I wrote a, a, I have a calendar, a pitch planner. It's called Pitching Ain't Easy. Mm -hmm. And this pitch calendar. (laughs) Pitching Ain't Easy. Pitching Ain't Easy. And so it has, it has every awareness day for every month because I let my clients know, okay, if it's, we know in March is Women's History Month. We know we can align what stories we can do for Women's History Month. We know I have a client that works in sustainability, so we know what months are sustainable days and awareness of, for the environment. You know, it always has to align, so we want to make sure that we're aligning with what is needed in that marketplace and in that space. And so once you come to me, then we're going to do, especially for book launches, press mm-hmm. releases are always good for book launches because it's a book. People want to see that digital footprint. People want to see what the book is about. And then again, right, reaching out to book clubs, mm-hmm. reaching out to journalists who cover books, reaching out to independent bookstores a lot now, you know, like urban bookstores are a lot of bookstores, not just urban, but a lot of bookstores have gone by the wayside, right? So you want to make sure that you are, because that's helping both sides, right? Even from a marketing perspective, when we reach out to these bookstores, you're bringing people in. So that's more income for them or more, you know, people coming into the doors for them. But then also as people that are bringing attention and awareness to your book. And so for all of my clients, I'm reaching out because, and and then I do do what I am pleased about with myself (laughs) because I go above and beyond. Like even, you know, going back to Gracie's Corner, um, we went to, I had them, they were nominated at Afrotech um, for Future Founders last year, year before. And so there was a segment that Chameleonaire had and man, did I put a target on Chameleonaire's back, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know what he does now outside, for those who aren't familiar with Chameleonaire, um, outside of rapping, like now he does investments and he's real heavy in that space. And so when I saw that he was Thanks doing for the a, super a chat, I was like, man, that's who I need to speak with. I even changed my flight to get to Austin a day earlier so that I can make sure that I can sit oh, in wow. his platform. And so got in there, made sure I got the mic. I was like, hey, I represent Gracie's Corner. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I love Gracie's career to stand at third. And so we had a call with Chameleonaire. And the first thing he said when we got on that call was, 
did your publicist tell me, tell you all how we met? Because publicists don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I love that because for me, when my clients look good, I look good. Mm. So reputation matters, right? Like it's, it's amazing to leave an impression on people for the work that you do and the good that you do for others. And so it was great for him and for me to hear that from him because I didn't ask, you know what I mean? Right. I didn't know he was going to say that on a call. But that's what I do. So for my clients, I'm reaching out for opportunities for them to speak on panels. None of them paid. Some of them are paid, like I said. That wouldn't be like a, um, a manager, though? Getting... Yes. Well, no, so that's what I was getting ready to say. So like paid speaking engagements, definitely managerial. Like okay. that's for a manager, a talent booker, things of that nature. But when you look at Essence Fest, you know, some of the smaller stages at Essence, the, sp- the stages at Revolt, like some of the smaller stages where they haven't gotten to the platform where they're getting paid, paid, mm-hmm. but they're looking for content. Those, of course, aren't paid opportunities. But like I said earlier, on the back end, you can get paid because now you're on this platform and Essence sees you or Strength of a Woman sees you. These festivals gotcha. see you. And now they want to bring you back and actually pay you. So I'm not looking for paid up. I'm not out there deliberately saying, no, you need to pay my client like $10,000 or something like that. Mm. I'm looking for opportunities that are going to move you to a paid position. Got it. Got it. Okay. And so Nella, we got any, we got any call-ins? Not a call-in yet, but we have questions that were texted. Not a call-in yet, but we have questions that were texted. Okay. Hey guys, call in, use the call-in live number 404-421. Five seven three two. We would love to hear from you uh, and answer your questions live about your launch. What we got, Nella? Okay, so this question is from Jackie, and so Jackie asked, "For someone just starting a service-based side hustle and wanting to gain clients, such as a photographer or videographer, what is the first thing they should do to get clients? Is it pitching to people or just posting on social media? How does this process work if they have no prior clients?" Free smoke, free smoke. Let's let's hear from you. Let's let's start off. With you, okay. Service base, they're photographer, videographer, mm-hmm. shoe cleaner, and you okay. know they need clients. Okay, yes. Um, so it's it's a it's a few different angles. I will say, I cannot. Okay, so the first thing for me would be like Marcus had told us. As far as with the awareness stage, I feel like you can't really do much if nobody is aware of you. So then you ask yourself, like, how do I get people aware? Like, how do I make people aware that I exist and what it is that I'm trying to do? And even just trust what it is that I'm trying to do. Right. So with trusting and, you know, just making people aware, the first thing is like I, I know you mentioned I think they mentioned posting. Right. Um, of course, posting is one of the things, anything that is going to bring, bring people to be aware that you exist. So like, even if they like Dave, I heard you got this segment where I could pay 2500 and come and, you know, speak on your podcast. That's awareness because now you picked up Dave's audience and now you can start to nurture them. Now, don't fumble. Don't drop the ball because the worst <laughs> the thing ball. is when you pick up a strong audience, but you lose them. So it's like taking it back even more, being prepared for Dave's audience. So it's like, okay, what do I need? I need to, and that goes back to branding. You have some people, they don't really care about branding. And some coaches, they actually do successful 
launches and marketing, even without the strongest branding. It just depends. Like, but for me personally, I have to have something that I remember you for. So your branding, like I know for me, a lot of people know me as, oh, the girl who do marketing. But if I was walking around here with trash, like assets, branding assets, it's like, I mean, she do marketing, but how can I really trust her? So for me, it's like, I need to see a clean aesthetic to whatever it is that you're launching and or, you know, the the new business that you're getting into, because when I see you, it's not a problem to where it's like this is going to make me see you. But when I see you, it needs to look like something I want to spend money on. So as being a part of Dave's audience that you went on this podcast to, you know, tell them or yeah, tell them what it is that you're trying to launch, which is photography, videography. What now after that? Now, what should I expect after that? Like, OK, I know that this is what you're doing. But now let's move it into what is it that you're offering? Is it photography campaigns? Is it brand shoots? Is it uh, videos for a rapper? Like what angle are you trying to take it at? And now within that angle, sometimes you can refine that too from people's questions. So I can come and I can speak in your thing and tell them like, look, I'm launching this. I'm, I'm a videographer. My best thing is like beta testing and getting those people that like or going through and testing your process even before you even come and sit on Dave couch to launch it to his audience. But it's like a lot of people, they won't do that step. So if you miss out on that step now, some of the people from Dave audience, you can take and be like, look, I want to offer this at not even a half off more than half off price right. because you haven't tested it. Do it even work like what you're about to produce for me? Is it going to get me to the desired you know, outcome that you're promising me? Or am I your test? If I'm your test, let me pay a little bit less because I don't want to be a test and lose out on my money. Sure. If not, like I make my clients, if they don't have any reviews, I'm like, look, you need to give this edge control to somebody for free because we need the review. The review can get you way further than if you like, look, pay 25. And they're like, all right, sure. if I paid, I ain't give you no review. 100%. So I guess to kind of sum that up is... One, figure out how are you going to make people aware? And then once they are aware, what are they coming back to? So just making sure that the back end, you know, it don't have to be perfect. I think you you should just start, but definitely the basics, like you know you need email marketing, you know you need SMS marketing, you know you need a website, you know you need social, you know those things, you know you need product photos, or if it's a service, you need the proof that you're qualified to do what it is that you want me to pay for. Those things, yeah, the social proof. Sure. At least get you three good people that you can, like, take these pictures for. And it's like, look, here's my portfolio. That portfolio is supposed to look like you've been in the game for about two years. Sure. I'm just being sure. honest. Like, yeah. don't come to me and you don't got nothing to show. Like, that's going to be kind of hard. So you got the people, they will, you know, be your beta test. Some people will. If I had to, if I had to give some advice, I would definitely... If I don't know if he, is he new or her, is she new, yeah. brand new? Some of the first things I'm going to consider, a lot of what you said was, one, identify what angle I'm coming into the market because all videographers aren't created equal. There's yeah. some videographers that shoot podcasts. There's some mm -hmm. videographers that shoot movies. There's some videographers that shoot skits, right? There's yeah. different types of videographers, so I think... We need to identify what is it that we want to do with this camera, who we're going to do it for, what is the type of person that we're going to be looking for. So a videographer might say, well, I'm going to be doing podcasts. Well, you can have a person that's doing a podcast where there's like a sit-down setup, 
Or there could be a person that's doing a podcast where they're out in the streets talking to people with a microphone. So who is it do I want to talk to? Or what is it that I want to do with this camera? Who do I want to do it for? And I would also really think through the pricing. Am I going premium? Or am I going, what's the opposite of premium? Huh? Standard, no. Affordable. Uh uh. What did you unlet it? <laughs> he said me and Greg. Hey yo. You think I was talking about drugs? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Nah. Oh my god. You're doing a great, doing a great job over there, brother. Yo. I ain't gonna lie to you. All right. No, no, no. Yeah, nah, I know. I, I am. I am actually. I am. All right, so, um, so my man, I did the interview with Chris Lee, and he said there's two spaces you want to be in the market when you talk about talk about pricing. Yeah, you either want to be the most expensive or the most inexpensive. He said, in the middle is dangerous. So you can go low, like something fast, low quality. Let me get my money in and out. Right? We just I do lifestyle content. Like we're gonna come out, get our phone. You want some content for the week? We're going to shoot it on the phone, edit it something real quick, boom, got it for you, a couple hundred dollars, easy. Mm-hmm. Or are we going to go premium? Where he said, this was a dope interview. Make sure y'all go watch this interview with Chris Lee. He said when he's about to launch a business, and he had two nine-figure exits, mm-hmm. meaning 200 million-plus exits, meaning you build something and sell it. So he said, when I first think of, he said, I go premium. He said, my first thought is, when I'm coming into the market, I want to identify who's the most expensive and I want to, I want to charge more than them. He said, if you are not the most expensive, you're doing the same work that you're not getting paid for because whoever's the most expensive is probably doing the same thing that you're mm-hmm. doing at a high level, of course. They're just charging more money, meaning you're just leaving money on the table because of your pricing structure. But he said, if you're in the middle, that is a losing battle because mm-hmm. you're always trying to be competitive. And fighting, trying to be competitive, what is everybody else charging? Oh, I'm going to charge around that. There's no competitive advantage. I've in- Sometimes I intentionally, like I'm looking for a new mixer. The, um, so we only have four mic inputs on the, Rodecaster, on the Rodecaster. And I'm looking at this other one that has six inputs, meaning I could put six mics on that one. This one I can only put four. Mm. But the one with six inputs is cheaper than the one that I'm using. And for some reason, in my spirit, I can't trust it. Right. <laughs> something wrong. Like, we run a, a, a good operation here. Yeah. I need something that is going to work on a high level. So I'm looking, not the most expensive, but this price means something. Yeah. And hope, I mean, the best might be lower, but it's just hard to trust it. So my point is, those are the three things I'd be looking at. What angle do I want to come into the market what type of person am I trying to shoot? And what is going to be my pricing model on deliveries? Can I drop a super chat? Really quick. I just want to jump in really quick. For those that are trying to call in live with us, please do not call the number. Text your question to the number and we will send you instructions on how to jump in on this conversation live. Okay? So you will text the number that is on the screen and then we will allow you to get on the live. And that's a real cell phone, guys. So... Actually, I didn't want to say it, but I I have that phone on me all the time. 
Yeah, like this live goes forever. Now I don't answer like that, but it's a re- you're just texting the numbers, iPhone and everything. Like that's the number to my number. So just send a text message. And then, and then <laughs> Nella will text you back. Oh, this isn't like a, you know, like what's it, the, the the little automated, automated text? Yeah, yeah. This is an estimate. There's a real cell phone. I paid a bill Not for. Not building an estimate. And um, yeah, so text Nella and be like, y'all want to be live? She'd be like, All thanks right. for the and super then, chat. Yo, shout out. Your question is a pro- is good. If, yeah, it, if, it's, if, it's, if it's good. Yo, shout out to Lisa Applewhite. She always drop a fifty or a hundred in this thing. Every it's episode. Easy. Oh my god. This, oh my god! This is why oh she makes god. so much money. She's dropping seeds, man. Yo, shout out to everybody. Let's do a let's do a quick let's super chat shout out. Dude, run, let's 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 run through these shout out these uh these super chats real quick. Now I'm gonna let you do it. Gonna stop tip top. First and foremost, thank you so much, Gigi Naturals, for twenty dollars super chat. Next Ooh. up, we have Kina three hundred and sixty for a nineteen twenty dollars. We're gonna. That's my name, Mama. That's funny. <laughs> Next up, we have Cope. Thank you so much for a five dollars super chat. Thanks for the and super chat. And then after chat. that, we have the Inspired House twenty five dollars. Thank you so hey. much. Thanks up for the super chat. Up after that, Major Hustles. Thank you for your ten dollars super chat. Sharonda, thank you so much. Much for your twenty dollars super, super chat, Ego. Thank you so much for your twenty dollars super chat, thank you. Freddie Johnson. Thank you so much for your twenty dollars super chat, Jaskna. It's up. And thank you so much for your five dollars super chat. Birthday love, Terrence. Thank you so much for your twenty dollars super chat. That's my dad. Up, oh, thank, <laughs> thank, thank you, Mama Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Thanks for the super chat, Shakita. Thank you so much for your twenty dollars. Freddie spun the block. Thank you again for another twenty dollars hey. super chat. Thanks I daydream. Thank you so much for your ten dollars super chat and the real Lisa Applewhite always showing love. Thank you so much for your fifty dollars super chat. Absolutely. Look, y'all, this money is going to the churn. Okay, it's going to the chillings. Yeah, so man. make sure hey, you hold go on, ahead. But some of them did say happy birthday. So <laughs> the money going to the chillings. The money. I'm just saying they just. They were giving it to me as a happy birthday. <laughs> I need to Thank get me so much. You know I mean? Oh my gosh. I don't want to okay. lose this. Yes. I don't want to lose this. I want to say thanks for the what we have gotten chat. away from in my past life. Cause so like my bachelor's in public relations, my master's in marketing. So, but what we have gotten away from is grassroots in the streets. Right. And so when you are brand new, Take it to the streets. Mm-hmm. Like, do whatever your photography, get you a card, put it on some doors, put it on windshields, you know, mm-hmm. old school. For those of us are old enough to remember, like, you come out, I mean, you might throw it on the street, but you know what I mean? But you saw it. Right. You saw it. And then, like Monet said, too, like, do use challenges and contests and everything to your advantage because we are in this digital space. Mm-hmm. And so that's not just for new people. It's for people who are trying to grow and scale and, you know, bring more attention and awareness, do some challenges and some giveaways. Like you said, like if you just yeah. starting out, say I want to do like a, a $5 intro session or whatever, or the $5 is just for my travel or, you know, yeah. but I'm going to give you this photo shoot for free just so people can see my work. And so that's how you build awareness around it. That's I do want to say the, <laughs> I do want to say that uh, doing something for free 
or doing something in a beta doesn't equate to you not being qualified to do what it is that you're looking to do. It's just if you're trying to get on this digital space, it's like I'm a beginner at the digital part, but I'm really, really good at photography or videography or because there's some people if you tell them like, oh, well, don't charge too much because, you know, you just want to get social proof. They will mentally think that that means that, oh, I must, you know, because I got to build up my portfolio, I must not be good enough. So then their confidence starts to decrease. And when your confidence decreases, your price point going to stay where your confidence at. Mm. So now it's like still coming. Like as soon as you get that three, four people beta testing, you can shoot up the premium. You got the work. (laughs) It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. 
By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash socialproof. That's netsuite.com slash socialproof. netsuite.com slash socialproof. It's just like I wouldn't start at like, oh, I do photography. I'm going to charge 2,500 campaign, 10 photos, and three reels. I wouldn't start there. But does that, if you went to like photography or videography school, you may be qualified to do that. But us on the internet, we don't care about that. We just want to see the work. So now once we see the work and we see like, oh yeah, he qualified. Now 2,500, it makes sense because you making stuff fly and set on fire in the campaign. And I'm like, how you do that? So now it, it just built that up for me. Whereas if you, like you said, if you're in person, Somebody that's you in person with, you can kind of show them some of the things that, you know, you've done. They're not looking at it from a digital standpoint, so they don't have much to compare to at that time other than what they visually saw. But it doesn't equate to, like, how good you are. It's just me. You got to build it up online. It's a different world online. Like, online is different. And sometimes your good isn't just your ability to shoot or record mm. good also goes into who you are as a person yes. and your ability to handle business your ability yeah. to talk to people your like your ability to like move through a room you yeah. know what i mean so i think that even adds to the experience i've worked with some people they weren't the best at what they did but their attitude and the way they handle business and kind of how they yeah how they move i'm like yo you're encouraging to be around so yeah. I keep you on. You're easy to work with. Goodness gracious. Some people are just not easy <laughs> to work with. back to the customer with. service that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Goodness gracious. We got another uh, question? Um, we do have some questions. All right. This question is for one of our team members here. Okay. So, Reese, I have uh. a question. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for the guy in the back with the fur with the hat. Yo, you know oh, what's crazy? He's his fur hat. Actually, no. I was about to say I thought it was Reese. Reese specifically was like, "Yo, I don't want to be on camera." <laughs> 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 and the fact that they bring him up. Okay, go ahead. Okay, actually, no, not for Reese. This is the fur hat. Okay. Okay. He says, "I seen him do a podcast before, and it went viral, and it seems like he is everywhere." How do you stay consistent? You viral, Rocco. That question for you. Are you, vi- you viral? Hold on, wait. What you say? <laughs> <laughs> he locked in. We have a question for you. It says, um, all right, for, for the guy in the back with the fur hat on, I seen him do a podcast before and it went viral. And it seems like he is everywhere. How do you stay consistent? Did you go viral? You know what I'm saying? 300,000 views. Give him the mic. Give him the mic. Give him the mic. You, you need you need you need the mic because we gotta hear it. What's going on? Go ahead, sit that, sit, that, sit back down. There you go. Morocco, Morocco. You know if you don't know me, Morocco Ali. I got it. Wow, bro, he's excited. <laughs> this is in the neighborhood. I came to shoot. I ain't Tell them how you went viral, question. Morocco. Oh, how you stay consistent? How you stay consistent? Oh, my you keep working. You gotta keep working. That's all I do. I've been keep working. I've been at it for ten years, and I still feel like it's day one. Like I keep working. Like. That's my that's my key. I keep working. I like it. I yeah, like I keep it. Keep working. Cool, cool. I, I, I'll I'll say, say who that. said that? That's who said that? Who said that? 
But yeah, you know, I did go viral a couple of times, but you know, this ain't my shit. That's it. It's y'all. Oh my God. I really just like you as a person for some reason. I don't know what it is, bro. You like somebody I want to like hang out with. You know? <laughs> Here's who you go to the lounge with and just kick it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just invite them over to a party, make the whole party make like, oh, 100%. You bring the hat. Shout out to D. Blair. That's your client? Yeah. D. Blair? D. Blair is my client. D. Blair and I have been together for a long time. Love her. We have, and that's the thing also, um, interview, just like you interview anybody, interview your team members, yeah. publicists, managers, yeah. agents. Like For everybody, sure. because Blair and I have gone through several iterations with her career. Um, when she and I first started working together, she was a celebrity trainer. And then she decided that she didn't want to be in the gym training anymore. And so she wrote a book and then she became certified in health and wellness. And then she started doing conferences. So this is the second year that she's done her resilient AF conference, which has been very good. But she does all of this while she is also chief master sergeant in the Air Force. So Blair is in that 1%, less than 1% of black women who holds the title of chief master sergeant oh, in the military. So like we, we've gone through those iterations and we've grown. And, but the thing about it is when we first started working together, we bumped heads so much. Really? Like we fired each other several times and it was just like you know i don't think this is going to work and she's like no it's going to work and then she'll be like well no i don't think this is going to work and i'm like well it's going to work but that's what you have to do to your point personality is important yeah customer service is important confidence is important and being able to show and prove is important and so blair and i both have um we can trust each other's abilities like i can trust that she's going to listen to me because initially, you know, it's when you want to do it or you feel like you can do it yourself, like Monet and I spoke about off camera before we started, a lot of people have relationships or they say, I can do it myself. But why would you want to do it yourself? Yeah. When you are the brand, people shouldn't have access to you. People shouldn't be able to call you and be like, hey, Blair, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, so, you know, people like to circumvent and bump the system when they know they can, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so if they know they have access to you, they're not going to go to your team because why do I need to go through a team when I can go directly to the person? Yeah. And so we've gotten to the point now where whenever anybody reaches out to her, several of my clients, whenever anybody reaches out to them, they stop and forward it right to me or connect them right to me because it's like, look, Adrienne will look at this and she's going to make sure, you know, if we do it, if we don't do it, because again, if somebody has direct access to you, they aren't going to always have your best interest at heart. They aren't going to see the value in you because they're like, man, come on, Marcus, you know, we like, elementary yeah. school. What? Like, nah, but that's why you have a team. And it doesn't make it any less of a relationship with that person. Right. Like, I still value you as a person. We still friends. We still cool. But it's a business. Like I, have, yeah, like, I have structure <laughs> in my business to make sure that my business is where it's supposed to be and that you're receiving the value that you want from me. Mm, yeah, for sure. Oh, that is so, oh. <laughs> I, wa I want to uh, go, um, I, I go in a direction of um, how, to we, how do we gain exposure, right? So finding, some of us have a gift and we are good at what we do or we're a good person or whatever, but um, how do we start to 
ex- let people know that we live here, that we live in this particular space. So anybody want to start with that? What, so I'm I'm trying to get my brand out into the world. What do we do? Because it can't. It's not just a a posting strategy, right? right. You know what I mean? Like we just post on Instagram Mm-mm. or Facebook or whatever. So what are some strategies to gain exposure? Um. So for me, vi- uh, value. A lot of people value value. Um. I do feel like, like you said, it's not just a posting strategy. As far as anywhere you put yourself, you should be providing value. So even if you move your legs to go and walk into a room, if you're in a room with high levels, high level entrepreneurs, high level CEOs, you shouldn't leave that room without telling somebody your value and creating a a valuable connection. Mm -hmm. So for me, even deeper than just because I believe in creating an omnipresent brand. So some people you'll ask them, like, what else are you on? They like just Instagram. But like, what about LinkedIn? What about like? Facebook? What about Twitter? What about like me being an agency owner? I have to actually have to be on these different networks because of the fact like like LinkedIn, I just had to put up a posting for a designer two days ago. But if I didn't have LinkedIn, how was I going to do that? So it's like, for me, it's deeper than the posting, but also creating those relationships because I've gotten further with creating relationships and like building like increasing my my network, adding people to my network, but I wouldn't be able to add them to my network if I didn't have no value. That's so the bar. valuable people that I now associate myself, even with like Dave. You know, I've been around for a minute. I'm like Dave. I want so it's like I had to, but I had to show that I had some value. I couldn't just because what's gonna make me different from somebody else that's like, hey, how do I build my business? How do I start my website? To your knowledge, I could have just been one of them. But I had to continue to build up my value. It don't matter where it was at. It could have been another podcast, uh, Instagram. It could have been a magazine feature, a Forbes under under 30 or whatever. But you had to see that for it to be like, let me kind of tune in a little bit and see what she she rocking with. So a lot of people put that, put the the emphasis on just Instagram. It's bigger than Instagram. Free smoke, free smoke. As far as like gaining that exposure, just being everywhere. I like, and what she does is very, very, very um, valuable because I I was telling her I worked with a a publicist before and I was telling her like, look, I need my brand everywhere. I don't care where you put it. Let me know, you know, how much and we're going to do it like that. I realized my approach was wrong because I should have had specifically what I needed, where I needed my brand, what is what was my audience? I just I'm the type I'm a delegation queen. Soon as I pay you, go ahead and do what you do. But I realize that's not even good for me. That's being in leadership because I start treating my team like that. As soon as I give you this project, go create it. Come back. I wasn't putting those in between SOPs like y'all check back in with me daily or check back in every two days. I was just like, look, you got this. Don't come back to me. So you till you got it complete. So I realized like even somebody like her having like, okay, I need a billboard. I need three magazine features. I need an ad running. Like all of these things, they all hit at different approaches to where it's not just a posting strategy. It's more of an exposure strategy. But now when it's exposing, what are what is being exposed? Is it, oh, she don't really sound like she knows what she's talking about. Or is it when I heard her, she really dropped some game. Like, so you gotta be, you gotta stay ready. So you ain't gotta get sure. ready. Like That's that. just how I feel about it. I like that. We got a, we got a call in. Mike. Yes, Tyler? we have a call in. All right. So we have Tyler on the phone. Tyler, you are live with David and friends. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. 
What up? What up? What up? Hey, yes. Um, well, a quick, a brief summary of my story. Um, I lost my ability to walk at 16, relearn how to walk at the age of 20. Um, actually, I um, spoke briefly with Miss um, uh, Miss Donna Wiggins at the Invest Fest because I had to ride on the scooter. So I'm also a poetry author, but I want to get on platforms and become a motivational speaker so I can share my story to a mass audience small and a um, vast audience, but I have no clue like what to do. I'm really stuck. I've tried different methods and most of the sales I've gotten from my poetry book that I released in December last year come from family and friends and TikTok, but I, I just need that momentum to get my story out there and get my books out there because I know it's super valuable. Got it. Okay. So your question is how do you get more sales for your poetry book? Correct. Right, that could ultimately lead me into um, getting speaking engagements as well. Got it, Roger. That was my thing. <laughs> he, pulled, he pulled, he pulled, his mic close. I said, "Okay." <laughs> no, 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 I was chilling. I've been, I'm loving the vibe because I'm taking notes and stuff. This has been great. So, uh, number one, man, shout out to you. I heard the part about learn, relearning how to walk. I, I don't think about just the strength that it took in your legs. I think about the strength that it took mentally. Uh, to right. not be able to do something that we oftentimes take for granted. So shout out to you for that. Um, Thank in you. reference to it, we we should be family at this point. Can I, can I, do you mind me offering you some coaching on your question? Sure, sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sure, I'm, sir. I'm from, I'm from Florida. You don't walk in people's house without permission. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm this guy, man. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that the goal should be to sell the book to get speaking engagements. These are two different interstates. They're, they don't lead okay. in the same direction. It actually okay. slows down the process to get speaking if you're re if you're relying on me to read an entire book to make a buying decision to book you to speak. Okay. You're assuming that I'm going to buy it and read it in a condensed way and remember you and reach out to buy. That That's not how, how things work. If the thing okay. that you want them to book you for is speaking, the thing that you should be marketing and pushing is speaking. Okay. You don't sell me the book and then I, in my head, hear your voice and connect with you and resonate. These are two different things. So you sell food by letting people taste food. Sure. So if you're trying to get people to hear you speak, there you need to package your speaking. Whether that's video experiences, whether that is... Um, a series, whether you tell people like you can pre-record yourself in a 30 day window. Let's take, take the poetry book, man, break it into 30 pieces and tell people that you decided you want to motivate them every day from their cell phone and now put in a drip campaign. You can literally take whatever you say in the book, put it into 30 emails and that's your, your email lead list. That's number one. Number two. Okay. And I hope you, hope you got that or rewind this after this over, do that. Right. Get in front of the camera People invite you to do on their platform what you have done consistently on your own. Say it again. People invite you to do on their platform what you've done consistently on your own. Get loud, bro. Increase the output. When we say we're posting, normally okay. that means once a day, twice a day, not saying you're only doing it that. I'm telling people, bro, your, your stories should be like dots all day long. This is free. What's up, family? Top of the morning, blah, 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 blah. Ten, give me 10 stories. Give me five posts. I don't believe you can get that active okay. and somebody not say, Hey man, tell me more about and tell people your real honest motive. So let's break it down in steps. Number one, I'm not saying don't sell the poetry book, but I am saying if the goal is speaking, 
lead people into how they can hear you speak. Number two, double your output. Give me 10 stories, five posts, go on all platforms. Every place that there is people, you should be putting your voice. Number three, at okay. least twice a day, once in the morning, once at night, there should be a post that tell people your real intention. Hey, if you're watching this video and you're looking for someone to speak, give me two of them a day. Like a post that specifically okay. tells people your real goal and don't just tell them to book you to speak, but tell them why they should. You're looking for someone to speak. Here is what I want to do. I want to okay. break down for you how to overcome the mental hurdles that I had to overcome to relearn how to walk. For you, it might not be walking. For you, it might be enlist the connection to your story and how you can help them. Give me two of them a day. I want to add to that. And okay. it's kind of on the flip side because I pulled up your page and you have less than a thousand followers. And so what that looks like to people is that you aren't engaged and you aren't active and you aren't actively trying to sell yourself. And so Okay. For me, listening to it, I would think that the emphasis should be on the book versus the speaking, because why does someone need you to speak over someone else? Right. You need to create the reason. Like I said earlier, like that's what the attention and awareness is. People need to understand why they should choose you over someone else. So if you have documented your journey, I don't know if you have videos, you know, like from when you couldn't walk and you like whatever you have. Old videos, we see those go viral all of the time. Start breaking up the old videos from when you couldn't walk. Do voiceovers on them. Share your passion. Let people hear you. And again, like what Marcus said, break up the poem, the poetry book. Add that to it. Add that to your voiceover. Use that as the voiceover. Take a video of when you couldn't walk. Put your poetry over top of that video to show how you had to rebuild and regain yourself. And so once people start following you and then you have other people who have gone through it, because again, everybody feels like their story is the only story, but I promise you there are, and this is not to minimize your story, but I promise you there are hundreds, if not thousands of people who have had to relearn to walk after an accident or whatever it is that they did. So your story is not the only story. But people need to resonate with it. They need to feel like it is. They need to understand and hear from you and see why should I write about you over someone else? Mm -hmm. And so you need to start setting these milestones for you. Right now you're at like seven something. It was a quick glance. Um, but you're less than 800 people right now. So I would give myself a goal. It's the holidays. By January 1st, get me to 800 people, right? Then by February, okay. get me to 1,000 people. But these people need to see the resilience that you had. They need to see you overcoming the challenge of not being able to walk. And then now they can say, okay, this is somebody I want to know more about. This is somebody I want to hear from. And so when people start hearing your poetry as this voiceover and people start recognizing and re relating to the book, then speaking opportunities are going to come because now they see your passion. They see your resilience. They see that you had to rebuild and regain and now they want to hear from you. Can I? Go for it. Okay. Okay, those so were good. Actually, I'm going to just bring it together because I feel like both, um, I actually was going to talk about the story, just like showing more, showing us more of the story because me personally, when I first became a coach, I became a coach. And then like my mom was like, look, you need to tell people how did you tr transition from doing lashes to coaching, like that's a jump. And I'm like, all right, how should I do it? And she like, tell them, like, be transparent. At that time, I was about, I want to say I was about 22 when I became a, a coach. 
And I was like, Mom, I'm not getting online telling people my business. Like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and she was like, nah, like, just just be real. People like realness. Yes. And I was like, all right. So I pray. I'm like, okay, let me get, let me, let me do it. So I posted a picture of me and my daughter um, at a photo shoot that I had done. And I wrote a long caption. And the caption talked about how I was a single mom at the time. I literally didn't know if I was going to be able to do entrepreneurship and be a single mom. And then it talked about like me being from Jersey. Like I'm from the hood. Like the the hood is. Hey, y'all. I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on a couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision, it's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Eufy is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Eufy, E-U-F-Y dot com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, 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 it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, video lock. That's E-U-F-Y. FY video lock or visit ufeofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Ufy, E U F Y video lock or visit ufeofficial.com forward slash video lock. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply the hood and it's just like people look at me and they wouldn't know that so I'm like why would I tell them that she like tell them how you know it was 
this and that going on and you was outside playing and it was shootout. I'm like, mom, I'm not doing that. That's ghetto. But when I did it, I had so many people. Hey, Monet, is there a way that I can connect with you? I'm a single mom. Hey, Monet, is there a way that I can connect with you? I'm going through postpartum. Hey, Monet, is there a way that I can connect with you? I'm from the hood and I don't know how to get out. I see you out. Like, I didn't know that. So it came to the point where I had already had coaching calls. But so to to kind of like tie it into to your story or just to what do you do now to get that exposure definitely tell your story but just like Marcus said those are two avenues but they also have different um they have different groups of people that they're going to appeal to so the people who call you to speak they're not going to read the book so you can have the book for the people who you know they want to learn your story because those people who are wanting to learn the story and reading the book they're going to build that momentum up for people to see that you're qualified to speak so it's kind of like one of those things where not merging it to like a cause and effect. Like I launched this book, I want to speak, but just having them on two different avenues. And I feel like they can both do what it is that you're trying to do, but definitely telling your story. And I don't know if you're moving people from TikTok to Instagram, but bouncing them back and forth. Like TikTok, they have a lot of people who they tie into stories. I get on TikTok today. The stories is sad. The music is sad. And I get caught up. I'm like, this part one, we're part two. And most of the times, TikTok is weird because they'll show you part six. So yes. you got to go find you gotta go back. part one through five. And before you know it, I'm on your Instagram. And if you got a book, I'm like, oh, okay. So I feel like that omnipresence, like really taking them. If you get a lot of traction from TikTok, Take them to Instagram, but also position them, them people around a message. You told us your, you know, your story, but make sure that like a lot of people think repetition is not what they need to do to get something. But they, they, you need to show people and continue to tell people the same thing. That's what I'm trying to get to. Like everybody should know this is the guy who he did this at 16. And he had to relearn how to walk at 20. That should be reiterated over and over and over again if that's where you want to start them. So. Mm. Okay. I, hope you, I hope everybody here is taking notes, man. Um, it's not about the product or the service. It's about the story. And if you become a good storyteller, people start to believe you. Yes. So we could have this product, right, where we're uh, on here, on the live. And I'm saying, hey, give a super chat. It's a good thing to do. You should do that. <laughs> right? But what did we do to it? We attached a story. Like we're going to go into the hood and go to these kids Not and start to invest dad. in their business. I'm telling you, these kids that we invest in today may employ your children tomorrow. Mm. They might mm. give your kids their first job. These might be the people who uh, provide an opportunity for you at some point. So if you can figure out how to tell a story, I'm telling you that the product or the service isn't as important as the story. So I think Apple is Apple. Because Steve Jobs became a really, really good storyteller about the future. It wasn't, this is a, this is a, hey guys, y'all can put a bunch of uh, uh, songs in this one little box. <laughs> and we coming from the CD visor. Yeah, yeah. We coming from the, yo, I want to listen to something. You yes. got the book. Let me go through you the book. You got the book. Oh my God. Yo, half of the reason for having a book is to be cool to have a big book and be like, yo, he got everything. Everything. Remember you go to somebody's house and they got the movies lined the up. The tower, listen. The movies you'll never watch again. But when somebody come over and they see, yo, you got everything. That was part of it, right? Yeah. But Steve Jobs was like, yo, this isn't just being able to consolidate all that. Let me introduce you to the future. 
and he would paint the, I don't know if you ever seen one of them Steve Jobs keynotes, mm -hmm. but he would paint a picture about the future of where yeah. things are going. I think Elon, he paints pictures, right? And that's why we're so bought into Tesla, not for the functionality of the car. I don't think they sell the functionality much. I think they sell the story, the community. Yo, we are planning chargers everywhere. Yo, we are going to, uh, we're going to eliminate gas because our economy needs gas to be eliminated, pollution, things of that nature. The reason the whole world is crumbling and the <laughs> and the the the, the infrastructure the, the isn't polar working. Ice caps are melting. <laughs> and what is it? What's the little barrier between the sun and what is it called, y'all? So, what? No, no, the um, no, the little thing. Oh the little, man, I know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, the man. little thing that protects the world. Yes, the ozone. The ozone, the ozone layer. layer. Yes, yes, it's yes. crumbling. Yes. yes. You know why? Because oh, you need a Tesla. Because yeah. you need a Tesla. That's why. Okay. I and we are going to single-handedly <laughs> solve this problem. Go buy a Tesla. I got it. I'm going to contribute. That was before Tyler's question. Can we go back to that question? I wanted to. I had some good stuff, y'all. <laughs> That's how it get when you when okay. you on these couches. But we do have a caller on Ooh, the line. Let's do it. I love a good caller. A good let's caller. Go. All right, Freddie, you are on the line. Freddie, with David hey, and friends God. on Free Smoke. Hey, what's going on, family? What up? What up? Um, I have a quick question. I have a um a beard oil line that I had launched and. I'm looking to find the uh, most effective way to market it. There's so many different marketing styles out here. So I'm wondering how do I find the best type of marketing that's tailored for my lane? I saw uh, that super chat you dropped. Uh, yeah, shout out to Frank. He dropped the chat, so we got to show him some love. <laughs> Two of them. Right? Right? So what's the name of your beard oil? King's Chambers Beard Oil. King's Chambers Beard Oil. Tell us the story. Sell us. Okay. Um, I had clients that were coming to me and they were asking me um, what type of beard oil they should use because they were trying to grow their beard. Um, they were trying to uh, manage it better because it was knotting up on them, napping up on them. They were having you know spots that were falling out and things of that nature. And what I would do is I would go in and research different types of beard oils but what I noticed is that the beard oils had a lot of chemicals in them. And I didn't feel comfortable, you know, going ahead and uh, promoting beard oils that would be potentially harmful because I'm finding out that a lot of these products have carcinogens in them. And so I wanted to be able to uh, recommend something to them that would be better for them. And so I was talking about that specific challenge to one of my clients. And he was telling me, he said, well, why don't you just, you know, put your own together. You know, it's like, like you smart, you know what I'm saying? Cause he knows that I, I went to school to be a doctor, you know, but I, I chose to be a barber. There's a long and story. So, I was getting ready to say, yeah, Ray, the sorry. first thing you story. need to do is work on your elevator pitch. You got to get okay. this elevator pitch. Your elevator pitch. When somebody says, tell us about it, you're supposed to be like, boom, 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 boom. You can't even, and then you started with, um, you can't, when somebody says, tell us about it, that elevator pitch needs to be short, succinct. Yes, it needs to be there. A minute, 30 yes, seconds, go. What can you tell us about your beard oil in 30 seconds? Mm -hmm. All right, so. It's, it's all natural, essential oils. It's like a, um, a multivitamin for your beard. A lot of beard oils only use just like a few oils, but I use eight different oils. 
Okay, so it's like a multivitamin for your beard. It hits all different levels um, to help your beard to grow, condition, to be maintained, and things of that nature. And it smells good. I use some essential oils that, you know, women would love too. So, you know, when you sit next to your boo, she going to notice that you're using it. And it's going to be That was good. I like how you did it. That, that pivot was quick, though. He, he took the constructive criticism and said, all right, I got the time. I'm about to do it again. That's a good characteristic trait to have. I'm a pivot queen. So that was Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so how do how do we sell? How do how do, how do we sell the beard oil? Anybody got anything else for him? Real quick, let's 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 get it let's get it started. I feel like you. I definitely, feel like oh, oh. no. <laughs> I feel like you definitely need to work on your pitch. Um, you need to get that elevator pitch packaged right. Like it needs to roll off of your tongue. It it needs to come from your toes. Like when somebody says. Tell me about your beard oil. You're supposed to be like, my beard oil uses essential oil. It is a multivitamin for your beard. You've never smelt anything like this. Your boo is going to appreciate it. You need to check it out at www.blah, blah, 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 blah. Like, you need to I have to all of that. Yeah, like, it needs to be short, to the point. It needs to answer the question. And that's where we, we lose a lot of people is because somebody will say, answer a question, and when you go to answer the question, you got to give the whole backstory. You, you got to answer get a the question to the end. You know, I was twelve, and my grandmother said your beard ain't gonna connect, Freddie. And you know, and so it's like we want to get. We feel like we supposed to give the whole backstory. Like yeah. you can't give your pitch should be your pitch, yeah. and then once you pull somebody in, then you do the backstory. But yeah. it has to grab them. From the moment that the elevator doors open, they need to be like, I do bye, 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 bye. Right. And then let them ask the questions. So for those that are listening, okay, because we're, we're helping you, Freddie, but we're helping everybody else. Yes. Spend time working on your ability to articulate your idea. Yes. Okay, spend time working on your ability. You should be in the shower, in your room, while you're getting dressed, in your car. Just if you got a chance to sit in front of somebody who's going to give you a million dollars of investment capital, yes. you need to be practicing that. So what you got? Um, my thing is uh, when I think about like bigger companies, like I don't know if y'all have ever like just come across a company where they selling something that's fruity and like from the advertisement, you can smell it. Like I feel like the visual part of what you're doing, like with the essential oils, like you've identified one, how you're different from other companies, but two, how could you help somebody, you know, with a beard or you know, trying to grow out their beard. But I think too, having that, those, that visual where it's like, I can see the people who they didn't have the beard or whatever, if it's growing my beard or if it's moisturizing it just from a visual. Cause when you think about like, even, I don't know who your target, I know it's people with beards or men with beards, but even deeper into your target, what do they need to see to get this beer oil? So do they need to see somebody like Marcus Ooh. with a nice and a healthy nice beard? <laughs> do, they, do they need to see somebody that's like a little spotty and you, you kind of grew it in for them? Like yes. what do they need to see the, the most yes. in a, as a visual, from a visual standpoint? Because I think something like beard oil, I know it takes time to grow, but even that, if you feel like, oh, my beard oil, other oils, then I love that you did your research. Because if other oils, it takes, let's just say 90 days, you are, oh, mine take 30. We need to emphasize that. Like, how are we different? And this is what I can promise you. You'll start to see 
these hairs at like day 15, but day 30, you'll be good. You know what I'm saying? So just kind of like really from a visual, I really think a, a, a product like that, people need to see what they what they moving towards. Like Marcus Beard. <laughs> Rosie, you, Marcus you is are... The, that's the litmus test. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hold on, why not? I got a little oh, song. But, oh, my bad. Don't just disregard me. My bad, Dave. My I, bad, Dave. I'm a potential client, too. Y'all just Dave is a potential client now. <laughs> God, my bad, my bad. I'm saying. So, so he's the only person here with a beard. That's no, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all beard connect too. He's so shout out to you. Man, they got no Beijing. Don't do that. And his beard connect. Y'all, his beard connect. Y'all, something else. Roger, talk to me, man. Oh, I mean, I, I, I think he, are, I think he already on the right path. You know, language. Him talking about. I love how he has the comparison. It's like vitamins for your beard. Like I would yes. lean heavy into that. Yes. And make that yeah, a tagline. Tagline. I would also I would do um I would think in terms of marketing, sometimes you have to do polarization and contrast, meaning Ooh. the penalty and the reward. So when we say it's like vitamins for your beard, what's the penalty if I don't have vitamins for my beard? Yeah. What's the reward if I do have it? That's the only thing that the pitch is missing. So you can talk about for most people when they first start, and I've just talked to a guy about it, underneath their beard, that skin gets real dry and starts chafing. Does it help with that? So that highlights a problem. Thanks for Without the having these chat. vitamins for your beard, the outside could look moisturized, but the skin underneath starts chafing and now it hurts growth, right? That's the negative. Where mine does, da 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 So you're highlighting a problem that can showcase. The reward could be, not only does it makes it to where it's shiny on the outside, it goes down to the skin and makes the skin healthy. It makes it easier for the hair to grow. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So other than other than you got everything in place, just add that small nuance and you would have had me at hello. Yeah. And tell me what it what it costs on on that line, how long it lasts, how big the tubes are. We might have something. <laughs> right, right now I'm heavy on like I don't use any processed stuff. I use just raw coconut oil. It works the best. I don't have to worry about that residue and all that that other oils do. It does. It's not that cakey stuff. Yeah. So. That's and what do you use for your that. beard, David? Uh, now you're trolling. Hot feet. Hot feet. You know I don't use nothing for this beard. Hot feet. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's crazy now? a beard. It's just a hair on my face. <laughs> what's crazy now, though, people are doing more like. If I were my man, I would partner with uh, barbers and beauty supply stores. Like my barber actually does a, a thing where he steams. So he, I sit in front yes. of that joint, does the full steam. Open okay, experience. Pour. Like they do the whole the whole nine. You hear me? Mm -hmm. So partnering with them because many of them don't own their own. There's opportunities for you to sell yours. There's also might be opportunities if you're not in love with just the brand but want the money to white label for them. Hey, I'll create this for you. You can put your labels on it. Just yeah. another bag for you. Yeah, and what's cool about Freddie, make sure you put up his uh, his Instagram. Um, what's cool about Freddie is he's a barber, right? So he has an opportunity to, he engages with a lot of people with beards. Oh. So what I would do, like in my Atlanta? whole social media, huh? In Atlanta? Yeah, he's in Atlanta, yeah. Oh, send me your, send me your info, Freddie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always what? I'm always barber barber hunting. Oh, right. I ain't loyal at all. <laughs> your, barber, your, barber <laughs> your barber did a good job this morning. Uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> Shouts out to your barber. Um, but my whole page will be filled with beards, right? Because there's a bunch of different types of beards. There's this low beard that I got that connects. You understand what I'm saying? You got this beard. However, 
like there's like a little patch around here. So I have to go lower in the beard, right? So that's that type of beard. Then you got Marcus type of beard. Then you have like the, the skinnier beards. There's a bunch of different types of beards. And I would go into the educating on the different types of beards. What's the right beard for your face? Because there has been some people who have that beard because it's cool. It just look crazy on your face. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know if your lips are too low. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the beard is too high. Or your mouth. You know what I mean? You need you need Man. to go down a little more too low. Like what? I get what you're saying though. You I ever went glasses shopping? They like, ooh, those are nice glasses, but your face. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> you don't got the face for them glasses. Like your right? lips are too low. Up in the beard because the beard is too big. A hundred percent. Or how do you prevent? How do you prevent food from getting in your beard? Oh. Oh, it's a conversation that needs to be had in our community. Your lips okay, or two live. You eat and they have stuff in there. Like you don't see that. Yeah, like one. So you be the person that comes up with, hey, when you eat, if you have a beard, a necessary thing you need to have on you is a mirror. I was about to or say a beard mirror. Make sure, make sure. <laughs> like the tip is, it's like these small hacks, right? After you eat, right? You want to make sure you have something to see your beard with. That's the type of content that I'm creating as I'm cutting someone who has an amazing beard that doesn't use my beard oil. I'm still going to cut their beard and then say, hey, come check out the beard oil. Then I'm going to have like a, a video of me using the beard oil on their beard, even though they're genetically litty with the beard already. <laughs> but it looks like your beard oil did that. Right. Now you don't want right. to be lying. You feel me? But it's all about the strategy. Right, yeah, ain't so talk. I'm looking up where he's at. Oh, for sure. So somebody cut your beard, and Freddie said, "Yo, I got this beard oil. It's made with coconut oil. These essential oils. Check it out." You're like, "Oh right, yeah, throw it in there real quick. Let me let me see what's up." Yeah, it'll start gleaming and shining, and now I would look at that like, "Dang, I need that beard oil." So right. I have a, a beard like Marcus. <sighs> well, I mean, the, the only the only no. difficulty is you got to be honest. Sometimes God bless you. Sometimes He spoils mm -hmm. you. So you, this is this don't happen for everybody. So I just Ooh. I just want to say, talk your talk, Rosie. Talk I just want to say, uh, where my camera at? Right here to, to my brother. To, uh, to my brothers who beards don't connect, and you got the the patchy thing. Just you know, stick in there. Yeah, standing. That's when you get the lower. You know what I mean? You just gotta go lower because it don't connect. Exactly. But my point is if. That. If he is, that skinny one? if you are selling a beard oil, you need to show beards constantly and that you know the most about beards than anybody else. Now, what I said with the, the high beard and low lip, I don't know if that's a thing, right? But you need to be the person that shows the type of beard that somebody should have for their face and all the education around how a beard grows, what to do with grays, like the oils, all that kind of stuff. You need to be the educator. And even if every beard on your page isn't a product of your beard oil, I would trust you because I feel like this person is really in the beards. So he probably did a lot of research when coming up with this beard oil. Yeah. Now I trust it. And that's how we start growing that brand. Yeah. So I'm going to be, I'm saying high beard, low lips for the rest of the week. Like, <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> 
I ain't never uh, heard it like that. Sir, I can't talk to you with this high beard and low lips you got going on. Right here. <laughs> you love that beard, bro. <laughs> your, your lips are it too low for that beard. Like what? We got. Oh it. my goodness! They using it. They can start the relationship. They remember your formula. They use them. Oh they said, ask, ask about the boo. Ask about the boo, and then start the relationship. But yeah. we have another caller on Let's the line. It. All right, this person. She always dropping ch- super chats for us. Alisa Applewhite, you are on live with David on Free Smoke. Alisa, what's up? What's up? What's up, family? Um, Thank you. Thank you for letting me ask my question. Dave, I got to get a shout out to Nella. She came through and taught my 10 students everything they needed to know to start their social media platform. She killed it. Like, they are so ready for her. Like, she needs needs an MMU spot. The girl is an expert, and she's like the hidden gem in MMU. So, the question that I have is, um, I'm doing the challenge where I'm teaching people how to build this healthcare staffing agency, not challenge, the course, where I'm teaching them how to build this healthcare staffing agency. I'm giving them an hour and 30 minutes extra each day just to answer their questions. So, I remember you telling me I might need to do like a mastermind where I offer my services throughout the year and they can connect with me. The question that I have for you is when do I launch this to let them know this is when you can start payment to do the mastermind while they're still in the course? Rosie, you're familiar with the challenge model. You've done a lot of challenges, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So ask your question one more time because I'm trying to understand you're saying, one, you don't have to do a year, but your question is when when do you make the offer for them to work with you? Yeah, when do I make the offer for them to actually work with me for the actual year master class while they're actually taking the physical course that they already paid for? I'm, try- I'm trying to gain clarity. So are we talking you're doing a five-day challenge? Did You said they're already taking a course and you want to sign them up on a one-year? Give me clarity. What What are we selling what are they doing? Like, is this a marketing event, a three-day, five-day challenge? Is this they're already clients? Give me context. Yeah, I was trying to gain clarity yeah. around there. So she has a gotcha. course. So yeah, she already she has, has a course. course. She has a course already. This is what I'm, I'm thinking. She has a course already. She's also doing a challenge. And she's going to do a Wants to do a master. I want to know when she should drop that for them to launch the master. I mean, when should she launch the mastermind for them to can sign we, can up? Can we get a hold of her? Can we call her back? Okay. Because she and I have talked about this before. Yep. I think it might be because you know how some people they will have like um, challenges, and then after the, at the end of the challenge, they have the offer of their mastermind mm-hmm. or things of that nature. So I think she's trying to gain an idea. Up, oh, she's back on. There we go, Alisa. Come on back. Mastermind that I offer 
to give them that additional guidance after opening their healthcare staffing. Gotcha. So um, everyone won't agree with this, but I don't think you have to wait until they complete the course to offer them access into this is the way I want to word it. I want to take us out of the context of course versus mastermind. And I want to put us in the context of they bought one level of information and now they're looking for a level of support because now you'll see it differently. So the question then becomes, when do I offer additional levels of support anytime and let people make the decision when they want a different level of support. The course is the information in a chronological order that they can walk through. Sometimes it's do it yourself. Sometimes it's course with community. But if they're saying, I want a more hands-on approach where you are walking through the information with me, with a mastermind, you can extend that to all of them. Some will make the decision. They need to see the clear distinction. If the challenge you have is they already paid for it and the money piece of it, if your mastermind is at a, is, is, positioned and priced correctly, you can roll the cost into that. You don't lose anything. And more than likely, typically when people build their model, you get anything underneath it. So you can do it right away. I wouldn't send them back through a challenge if they've already gone through that because they're not looking for more information. They're looking for strategy, accountability, system, support. So that's the thing that you're offering them. So I would start right away. Send a message out to each person. Let them know you probably can tell every time I talk, I like to give people steps and strategy. Yeah. That's, sure. that's just the way I teach. That's my, my mind works. If somebody talks in circles, I'm like, so what do I do again? So I try to always give you do this, do this, do this. All right. So my suggestion would be to make it easier for you. Send a message out to all. Well, let's go backwards. The CEO side of me wants to tell you, pull a report. If you're using Kajabi, ClickFunnels, Simploro, Go High Level, Kartra, any of those, you can look and see how much of your course they completed. So your first strategy, anybody could take this, send a nudge email. Anyone that has not completed more than 10% of your course, you need to send a message out and ask, why haven't they? Did you realize you need additional support or need me to walk you through it? I've opened up my calendar next week, Monday and Tuesday, to hop on a call, a 15-minute, tell them it ain't a coaching call. Yes, yes. It ain't no coaching call. Spicy. 15 minutes to see where you're stuck and see if, if moving to my mastermind will be a great option. Why do you word it that way? Don't sneak attack them. Tell them what they're coming for. Mm-hmm. They're coming to see why they're not watching the thing they paid for and for you to offer them the mastermind. That's a very clear, why Monday, Tuesday? Don't, don't bombard your whole week with it, right? Centralize it. Make them have to book on those days. Blitz through as many calls as possible. That's first. That's how you're going to win those people. Number two, you can go ahead now and offer the people that are in it, the mastermind, the way you're going to do it is the same way you, and is this, this making sense? I hope you follow me. This is making sense to you so far? Yes, it is. But I, I think I messed up a step because when you said call them and um, like, well, message them and have them meet with me Monday and Tuesday, I'm actually doing the first four weeks of the course. And then my team is doing the first four weeks. So they have access to me for four to five hours a day, which is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you still didn't mess up, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not understanding the offer in terms of four or five hours a day. However, if you're every day, this has been Monday through Friday. It's me opening my mouth. Yes. It's been a lot. Okay. It's not a problem. Uh, reason being, sometimes when we position offers, we think that 
that more means better, yeah. right? So it's like, I'll give you this, I'll give you this. What else you need? I'll draw you school. So cool, no problem. However, <laughs> four hours per day for five days for two weeks or however long in, or four weeks and then your team for four weeks actually fit the person completely because right now, if I told you everything you need to do, some of the answers we're given is the Cliff Notes condensed versions of this. Like some of the stuff I taught on a lunch strategy Family, we spend six months teaching that stuff. Uh, so someone will say, oh, I got your lunch strategy. Bro, we, 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 do, we teach yeah. it in six months. We implement. We track data, right? So they can't implement all of you taught them in four weeks. So you still can offer them the additional support on the back end to walk them through it. If I told you I'm going to show you how to create a course, well, you still need to learn how to market it, how to launch it, how to close more sales, how to do email marketing, how to create operations, how to remove yourself from the day-to-day. Every problem I solve for you creates five. Yeah. And the better I get at creating, solving more problems, I make more money. So you're okay. Don't like, don't even get in your head about it. Offer it okay. to them. Ways to support them beyond it. Offer it to some of the others that haven't. And offer it to those who were on the challenge that didn't take the offer. Like we assume. Can I say this quick? I want to I wanna jump off of this. Yeah. <laughs> you got a board and everything. Here, here's what. what <laughs> Because I, I get in my get in my my my, my emotions. Your bag. About it. You was claiming you said I get in my bag. Go ahead. Say it with me, Marcus. Uh, I'm in my bag. So, <laughs> the the main the the large market, not all, the large market of people in the in the entrepreneur space. We're new to this, right? So we learned social media and we learned marketing before we learned business operations. So the the major group of people on social media just know go live, market, get new people, sell a product, man, create a course. But they don't know how the human brain processes information. A course ain't recording videos. It's an actual skill and system to creating it. But here's my point. When we do challenges, webinars, let's say the people who signed up, and I'm not getting off track. The greatest shooter in 75 years of the NBA is Steph Curry. He shoots at 30-something to 40 percent. From the three-point line. That means he misses 60 to 70% and he's the greatest in 75 years. Mm. (laughs) Now, in sales, to be the Steph Curry of sales, you would average 18 to 23% close rate. That means that 80% to 77% of the time, people are going to tell you no and you be the best. Mm. If you don't have a strategy for the 77% to the 80%, you're losing money because there is no follow-up. People do a challenge and only sell to those who said yes on the challenge with no process for the next 90 days for those who said no and those who didn't come. Drop a super chat. This is how this is where money's being lost and left on the table. Because we don't read data, we don't read the numbers. We read the numbers of our of our business based on how much money we made. If you do it that way, you're blockbuster waiting to happen. Because Blockbuster made money, but they could not see the writing on the wall that gas prices went up. Grandma wasn't going to Blockbuster and going to the grocery store. So Redbox being conveniently placed drove them out of business. Look at the data. People don't want more information in the information age. Anytime there's an oversaturation, the value goes down. What do they want? Strategy, support, systems. Free smoke. is a devalue of information. So what you're offering Offer of these people support, strategy, community. I agree. Well said. I had well a said. client. He um he had a course. He actually he a high level um CEO. I was working. I can't say it because I was doing his ghostwriting. But in his course <laughs> though, in his course, 
every page of the course, every lesson, every video on the side, it said, need additional support? Book this call. Yeah. I can almost promise, and I ain't even ask them, but I can almost promise y'all, if you book that call, they're going to help you with that problem, but they're also going to remind you, we do have this, you know, so-and-so um, continue mentorship that you can get in at a higher support level. And I'm sure most people took it. Um, and I ain't never seen that until I started working with him. I was like, oh, every page I get reminded that if I need help and you think about it, you watching a video, you probably thinking like, dang, how do I? Oh, if I need help, it's a free call. You book it. You get on the phone with whoever is in his company. Mm. They talking. They telling you like, yeah, this is how you do this. But then they remind you every time you talk to him, we got this mentorship that you can actually or accelerate it was accelerator because they were in a mentorship we have an accelerator that you can join us and we'll actually build it out for you website so good absolutely next that, did that help did that help lisa take it as a yes <laughs> it helped can, can i say i hope everybody who got questions answered from my, my sisters who killing it shans who killing it please family Go back after this is over yeah. and rewatch it, pause it, rewind it. Here's why. It is arrogant to believe you're going to remember all of that and implement it. Sometimes you're hearing this information for the first time, so you ain't even processed it yet. Make an appointment <laughs> in all my coaching calls by asking them what time is on your calendar to make an appointment with this information. If you don't, The further you get away from the information, the more you forget. Yep. You feel good right now. Oh, this is good. We sitting here for free, three hours. If anybody asks us these same questions, I know my sisters are charging. I know Shans is charging. I know I am. So I'm serious. Like, like the stuff we're sharing, man, is in programs that like that program fifteen thousand dollars. And I'm yeah. telling you something for free, and I'm not saying it in a negative way. We care so much yes. to help people that I think sometimes people are are not taking seriously. We're truly off, like what you're putting together for free smoke. This is amazing. Yes. Amazing. Please take the information, family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. We uh, got another caller. Let's do it. All right. But before we bring on this next caller, y'all, please make sure you go ahead, hit that like button, and subscribe to Social Proof because guess what? We ain't doing this just, just for our own good. So we want to make sure you yeah. get notified. For sure. So that when we do this again next week, you'll be able to be on. But we're going to go ahead and bring up our next caller. Tanny, you are on live with David and the gang. Is that the podiologist? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, this oh, is awesome. The podiologist is the podiologist. <laughs> so, I'm like, what is that? Okay, Tanny, tell oh, people what the pod yeah. podiologist is. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to break that down. But first, I don't know if you know it, but right now you have an international audience because I'm in the UK. I'm calling you from the UK right now. Oh, I just wow, had to be a part of it because I'm like, man, this is exciting right now. Uh, yeah, Podiologist, no, no, I help. But thank you. It's the shade. But no, nah, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's my brother. What up, man? That's crazy. I feel like I'm an auntie right now. Is, man. Oh, absolutely. So I help people build their content marketing strategy through the beautiful art of video podcasting. And as of late, I've been doing a bunch of rounds. That's actually why I'm here too in the UK to help people set up their own podcast setup over here. So, um, yeah, I absolutely love podcasting. I love the art. Yeah, absolutely. Let me, hold on real quick. So, yes. So we came to Podcast Summit, right? And my man Correct. was dressed like a doctor, bro. 
Like like the whole doctor outfit, all that, the little funny hat. Yeah, do it. The little hat, the little blue hat <laughs> with the white. And he was literally dressed like a doctor. And he's, yo, yeah, it, it was it. lit, bro. It stood out so much. I actually like that Brandon a whole yeah. lot. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. And Rick, quick shout out to Marcus over there because um, I've actually been binging your content and you definitely giving Steph Curry vibes right now just because, man, I literally binge every podcast you've been on for the past couple months and just take it notes. And, and <laughs> it's crazy. Now he might have the whole thing. Right. Thank, thank you, bro. Thank you. What's your, what's your question, my brother? So my question is, obviously, I do a very um, service-heavy um, you know, product that I give to my uh, clients. So I'm going to be pivoting into a lot of teaching, um, I guess, material. My question is, though, because naturally I'm good at connecting with people, but I find it hard to help people when it comes to outbound or outbound just marketing, just reaching out to people and letting them know what exactly they do. Because for me, it's it's really natural. Um, But when I try to tell people that part of it, it's just very difficult to connect with it. So my question to y'all is, what strategies have you guys used in order to do some outbound just sales, just because you needed income quick to be able to keep your company going in the beginning so you can actually implement all the things that you guys have been talking about as far as strategy. Because I know, uh, I know you said it tongue in cheek on the morning meetup. Shout out to the morning meetup. If you're not on the morning meetup, you need to be on it. But you're like, yo, That's some true. people don't need to be making a bunch of content if you're not making enough sales. And that really resonated with me because it's like, yo, you got to keep your business going. So that's the question. What, what strategies have you guys put out there when it comes to outbound sales? Who's on your team? I'm sorry, one more time. Who's on your team? You said who's on my team? So it's basically a lot of freelancers. Um, I'm very much too much, actually, too much hands-on, which I'm definitely stepping away from right now. So it's just freelance work that I put out. Yeah, because for me, like I said earlier, like Mm -hmm. you are the podiologist. Like that's your brand. That's what you do, and that's what you focus on. And so you should have a team, like – the question that you're asking, that should be delegated to whoever is on your team that handles that. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we feel like we can do it all ourselves and we are so hands on and, you know, like this is your baby. This is what you do. And you don't feel like you can trust somebody else with it. But that's stifling. You know, it's like if you don't want to have a team that you feel like you can delegate to, that's not your team. Or if you, you know, you need someone around you that does outbound. The reason you can't do it is because it's not what you do. Mm. I agree. Well, to answer his question, though, one of the things that I'm actually about to do, because I'm in the middle of building my um, rebuilding my agency the correct way. Um, and because I'm in the middle of that, if anybody has ever built an agency, y'all know that you don't really see the fruits <laughs> until like, I don't know, I'm waiting still. I mean, I'm seeing it good right now, but I'm the type that I have to have all of my people in place as far as team. Um, so I'm hiring a lot of um, different people in different areas of the business, like uh, just different people, virtual assistants, email marketing, things like that. Um, so to answer your question, how I how I am kind of like balancing everything right now with being in the middle of building the agency is I have a, a webinar and I know that uh, Marcus could probably tell you more about like his structure in webinars. But um, one thing that Runway was telling me, like, you need to be doing a class a month. Like, I don't know why you are letting these people get away from you. They ask you questions on live. They ask you questions in the DM. But why are you not teaching a class that's like, or a challenge, a two-day, three-day challenge or a two-hour class? So for me, $97 webinar, I already, I haven't even launched it to social. And I got people that's 
Like they done sent their payment on behind the scenes. And I'm like, okay, so as soon as I as soon as it hit Instagram, <laughs> I know it's gonna quadruple. I'm I'm expecting to make about I'm not even gonna lie to you, I'm expecting to make about ten thousand off this class. Because of how mm-hmm. many people know that I'm over launch campaigns, I know majority of people are going to pay it. Um, so to me, I mean ten K and all I had to do was show up for two hours. I'm cool with that. And I feel like that's a quick that was a quick way of me being able to you know, still make sure that cash flow is there while I'm working on other things. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Appreciate that. That's good. Did, did that help you? Oh, it definitely did. I'm literally about to start my own uh, class right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I, I guess D Blair was trying to get in, right? Um, now, on, on the, on the line. I'm sending in the thing. I have somebody that's about to hop in. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's try to run through them real quick. Shout out to Elise Applewhite. She is making it right. She ain't playing. Thank you so much for all the information. And I will watch the replay. I love my MMU family. That's Shouts how beautiful out to that is, though. Yeah. Give, give, give. And then she received an answer and was like, nah, Absolutely. let me give it to oh, like, every live. Wow. Every live. Wow. For sure. Rock with her, man. We're going we to bring, we bring you on in here, man. Next time you're in Atlanta, let me know if you're here on Friday. We're going to have you sit in. Look what that seed do. Come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So who, who we got? Noah? We have some more people. I'm waiting for somebody to click the link. Okay. Yep, so, so you got to click the link to call in. Listen, y'all, I hope you all are really, really paying attention because it's the information that changes your situation sometimes. You actually have to do something with the information. Mm. You have to apply the information. So all the things we talked about today. So we were talking about Freddie with his beard oil. And I think we gave a lot of really, really good information. But we weren't talking to Freddie. We were talking to you. We weren't talking about beard oil. We were talking about your product or your service. Mm -hmm. So it's it's imperative. Like, I, I, I hope you don't spend this next two, three hours by just gathering information. Throw it in the chat. What is one thing you are going to take away and do when you hang up this live? What is one thing you are going to do? Not a bar that you received. I want to know what is one thing you are going to get up and do. First thing I'm going to do is uh, collect on Marcus's offer. Uh, Anything you need help with, bro, I got you. Yes. Podcast summit is coming Does up. Does that extend to all of us, Marcus? Just one more. Right. Like, we all I'm like, I need Marcus. I gotta get my, I man, get my man his flowers. Uh, uh, for a multitude of reasons. I was thinking about thinking about Shans. Shans is one of those people that gives to everybody. Like he's probably uncomfortable right now. Right. <laughs> but he, he does, man. Like every time I ask, it took me three years to, for him to let me take him to eat. Like, like, but but seriously. Thinking about like even coming on the network, like that ain't something he had to do. You get what I'm saying? For yeah. him to say, "Yo, bro, man, I like your message. I want to put put you on the platform." I think anyone listening to this, you should always go into overload to think about how can you contribute to the person. So I started yes. leveraging my team. We had a team meeting. Hey, let's look at this stuff. Let's see what we can do. Okay, podcast summit. Let's start looking up sponsors. Let's draft letters. Hey, let's see what he has for this. Hey, man, can we put people in morning meetup? That's how you really show people you saying thank you. My mom taught me is a train response that you say to a barista that make your drink. You don't mean it and you ain't going to remember it. Somebody hold the door. You know what I'm saying? Somebody hold the door for you. Say thank you. Thank you is is a is a is an emotion followed by action. Mm. So my goal is to make sure that he looks up 
and he can see like, man, this dude is adding value, is thinking about marketing campaigns, some of the stuff I'm thinking about in January. Everything he does, my staff is his staff. My thoughts are his thoughts. So I'm going to take that as a no for us getting the help. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a, that was gotta, a nice way to make sure my dude Like, that was the nicest version of no. That was the nicest. Yeah, that was the nicest. No, like, I received it, though. I am a little media trained, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, that was, like, he got his publicists in his ear. I'm a little media trained. When to go story mode. So, yes or no? Well, here's why this is important. You got to go story mode on that thing. Question, question. We got a question? We got somebody here? No, we don't have anybody in yet. I'm sending okay. out this. Right, Y'all got to click the link. Y'all got to click the, the Blair, link. Blair, click the link. Blair, what are you link. doing? Click <laughs> that link. Click that link. Let me share it with the rest of them. Give me one minute. Go on. Y'all hold it down. I got this. All right. They done left me in charge. I'm trying Uh-oh. to tell you. <laughs> On new show. That's what I'm getting ready to say. You know, they can't live, leave you without I was uh, for supervision. You. I was looking for your Instagram, too. So I can I'm promoting you. you. I'm promoting you, everybody. I-M-P-R-O-M-O-T-I-N-G-Y-O-U. There it is. Follow Adrian. Boom. So, I guess That's while they're great. gone, though, That's this a is a great, great name. I, you get it? You know, that happens to me all the time, right? Like, I'll be out. And I'm at an event, and people are like, "What's your Instagram?" And I'm like, "I'm promoting you." They be like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Like, "Oh, I get. Oh, okay, I see what you no, did there. You know, I see what you did." Yeah. I have a question for you guys. For somebody who um, is looking to get into looking to build their business, do you feel as though social media is just the only thing that they should be doing as Absolutely far as not. just putting? putting their information, putting their brand out there. How, outside of social media, how do you think they should be pushing their business and growing their brand? Oh, that's on me. Oh, I was going to ask. Oh, mean, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I think people rely too heavily on social media. Like, social media is great for what it is. However, what happens when social media is down? Like, last year and during the pandemic, we saw several times where Instagram was down. Facebook was down. People were looking at each other crazy like, can you log in? Can you log in? Like, what happened? And so you need to have a digital footprint that extends beyond social media. And Monet and Marcus have both mentioned several times having that email list is important. Like, an email list is gold. Like, having a newsletter that you send out to keep people engaged, having an email list, Celebrating your wins. Like I said, I was going to talk about this when, when somebody had a PR question. Y'all come on with the PR questions. Y'all don't love me? Like, what's up? But no, like celebrate your wins. I had a client just today that texted me because she had two stories dropped, one on rolling out and one on be more times. And whenever my clients do anything, I post all of it because a win for them is a win for me. Right. And so celebrate that. Let people see what you're doing, but you can't just build it strictly on social media like you definitely have to have a cohesive plan that incorporates elements of social media strategy email networking all of the things 100 percent. so if i'm hearing correctly the first part of it was you said a person just getting started okay so the reason why i'm why there's nuance to this the just getting started part changes some elements of it i'll tell you why just getting started, a person is trying to, please hear my wording, and increase the volume of their own voice. 
Meaning you don't know how you sound yet, nor are you comfortable completely with your message, your audience. The first time you hear no, you actually take that personal instead of understand that's just how business works, right? So social media, yes, because it's a free platform and a way to get in front of people. But social media is not just, just in place for a person to get clients. You're testing your consistency. You're getting used to seeing if you're comfortable looking at you, recording you, and sharing you with other people. You are getting feedback from people, whether they're confused. If people keep DMing you and asking you the same question, it means you're unclearing your message. So if people see social media correctly, there are a lot of things you can learn from it. But the other side of it is you should still be getting in rooms. When you're new into business, you don't know what you don't know. So we met at a conference. Yeah. And Neil's up. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think of a single person I'm in a relationship with now that I haven't met at a conference. Come to think of it. <laughs> I met Neil at a conference. I met like everybody I could think of that I'm close with, cool with, I met at a conference that then rolled into our families hang out. Like, with, you know what I'm saying? It turned into a whole lot more. So, new into business, getting in the room for a multitude of reasons, that person might have a resource you have that they would give you that they wouldn't give you if you slid in their DMs. You build core relationships. So new into business, I would stay. I'll give you the example my mentor told me. Even a bad defensive back will catch catch an interception if he stay around the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You ain't even got to be good if you stay around the ball. You'll catch opportunities. So whatever that looks like to stay in proximity to people who are doing something, learning something, it's not about just the relationships. It's the things you're going to see. You're going to see little small nuances and learn things that's going to change the game for you in your business. 2014 was when I learned funnels. I went to a room. I was the only person there. I was uncomfortable. What I was the brokest person in the room. Wasn't making no money. Just had books. Right. And what I learned in 2014 changed my entire life because this is long before there was a click funnels. There wasn't any of these platforms, no IG live, no Facebook live. Writing books and learning in 2014 funnels when only when Zoom and all that didn't exist, it sped up everything because by 2015, now I knew a skill that I can diversify beyond books and everything else. I wouldn't have learned that if I didn't go to that conference. So that would be my advice. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Well, we have a caller on the line. All right. Day Blair, you are officially on. Blair Yeah. What is up? What's up? Adrian is in the building. Marcus from Publishing Pay Live, who's there with Jasmine, saw you on stage. What is up? <laughs> so, <laughs> what up, cousin? <laughs> what up, cousin? Listen, y'all are doing your thing, and I just want to say, like, I'm taking notes. I'm trying to drive. I'm at the gym, and I'm like, this is just too much. I got to watch the replay. But this is what my question is, and I had this problem for so long. I'm from Mississippi. Didn't grow up with much, but now I'm in a position where I'm charging premium prices for my coaching services. My biggest issue is telling people my price while I'm getting past it, but I still need advice. Telling people my price and being quiet. My price is 7K for my 10-week program. I tend to tell my price, but get so nervous because I'm thinking like, they're not going to pay that. All these things start coming in my head as to why people are not going to pay my price as if I'm downgrading my worth when I know my program is worth 10K, but I'm elevating to that level. So did you guys ever experience that? And what do you say whenever you're getting ready to do your sales pitch and you're 
dropping your price and you're comfortable with this, whatever happens at this point happens. Yeah, let me let me ask this. Um, so you're saying it is worth seven k. It's worth more than seven k. Oh yeah. And what is what do you do for people? I'm a health and wellness coach, so I help professional leaders and entrepreneurs redefine success, recommit to themselves, and reactivate their um, personal goals. So physical, mental, everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on, say, say it one more time because I almost don't understand. I help leaders, professionals. And entrepreneurs like high achieving women, high achieving black women, redefine success, recommit to themselves, and reactivate their personal goals. So basically, they're so caught up in their career. Health coach, health and wellness. Okay, how does health and wellness equate to powerful women recommit to their? It sounds like a, a business goals and stuff like that. No, that's who I target. I target high achieving black women. So leaders that's high up that basically you focus on everybody else except for yourself. Maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you don't love yourself. Your confidence personally is out of line. So I get you back to committing to yourself instead of putting everything into everybody else where you damn near lost yourself. So is health and wellness mental or physical? We do both because I'm a personal trainer by trade. So all of that is a part of my pillars. So I can help you with meal plans, workout plans, but I also tap into the internal as well. For Just to me, it sounds like super confusing. Okay. Because when I, when I think of like health and wellness, I think of juices and cleanses and working out and, you know, physically. But then we started talking about high achieving women, which I, I get that would be a, a target for you because they need it right mm -hmm. but it's just i'm not i'm not a it seems like in the pitch it's like yo you can help me reach my goals reach my 2004 24 goals even if it doesn't have anything to do with health and wellness but i don't know if i would go to someone to help me reach those goals if they did both and it doesn't seem like you do both, but it just sounds like when you're pitching it that you do both, and it was it was just confusing. It threw me off for a little bit. Okay. Am I am I the only person that like gets does that, or other people? Well, I, I know you wouldn't think people can. Yeah, am I, I mean, am I, the only so person I, am I, I didn't get uh like I know of working out and things like that because I heard um what's her name again Adrian mention it, but when she just said that, it sounded more so mental health and wellness like. It, so I got the workout. So when she started talking, I got I did get confused because you had already said she transitioned, you know, from the being in the gym to that. So I feel like the achieving part, I feel like what David's saying, too, is people may not be able to connect that working out is what I need to get to this level. I don't know. I, I yeah. am a little confused. That's your client's Let's just, she go for you. Yeah. What was your thoughts? Uh so I'm I'm clear on it because I have context. However, it you can keep the same thing. I would just go outcome driven. For instance, if we say I help high achieving women recommit to themselves, I would add okay. in the messaging a descriptor or either what I call a success picture. So use this as a framework when you're testing your message. This so you can that. Meaning I help high achieving women commit to themselves. That's this so you can what? 
it's missing that piece. Recommit to themselves so they can. Does it make sense? If you add those little small yeah. descriptors, it eliminates the question David has. I think it's clear, but it needs those small things. Recommit to themselves, something, 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 their goals. So we need some identifiers for that. So if but, I it, say, but it's not all goals. It's predominantly health goals, right? No, it's everyone has different goals. So it's a group coaching program, but everyone has different individual goals. So you may come to me and say, hey, I've been having issues, want to lose weight and this, that, and the other. And I find out that your goal, I mean, that the problem may not be you want to lose weight. It could be that you lack discipline or you lack self-love that keeps preventing you from getting to this particular goal. Oh. So we tap into that. Does that make sense? Super dope. It's a comprehensive program. So the main goal is the main goal is holistic health and wellness, but you guys are working through all the things that prevent them from getting that. Right. Which yeah. is similar to what we we're peeling back the layers. Mindset, okay, yeah, stuff, yeah, lack yeah. of strategy. Makes complete sense, yes. but I would add that in there. But yeah, so outcome is whatever whatever your health goals are, I can help you accomplish that, the health goal, right? But through right. through that, this experience of finding the root of it is kind of your maybe I don't know if it's propri- a proprietary method or yeah. process. I think it's a really, really dope process process of getting you there because you're right. The reason that I don't go to the gym isn't just because I don't want to go. It's something else, right? And no one for me has been able to like tap into that something else to help me find it. But if you help me get to the goal, I would be the testimonial saying, yo, she helped me work on my mindset. Yo, it, th- that mindset carried over to my business, all that kind of stuff, all because I wanted to reach this particular health goal. Because when I heard it, I'm like, if you don't went straight health, I'd be like, my ears would have perked up. Yo, I am busy. I am. I do need to like work out. I do need to eat better, things of that nature. But when it was like reach your goals and become successful and like mindset, I'm like, oh, well, I don't want another business coach. I had one of those. It didn't work for me. But you can help somebody really get the the health goals. So I think she got a mass market. Oh, yeah, me. I was getting ready to say. <laughs> like, absolutely. I just wanted to add. So to your point about having a cheat code, um, I think so what Blair does a lot is kind of, not kind of, but she minimizes the things that she does. And to her point, so she, we've had several conversations about her being apologetic in her position, right? So it'll say, she'll, she'll speak to someone and say, you know, I can do X, Y, and Z, but I want to hear from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she, she wants to give people an opportunity to tell her that she's wrong or that she's not doing it right or that there's room for improvement or, you know, those are the yeah. things. And so... For me, and usually I am the cheat code. So when we're out at events or anything like that and people ask her the question, she deflects to me because I'm going to give all the context and the nuance and things of that nature. And so she and I have been working on her being able to better explain herself when I'm not there, if I'm not in the room. And so I think this will be great value for her to hear this and to understand because for her, she's looking at it because she still does coach. Mm -hmm. Um, fitness coach she doesn't she just didn't want to be one on one training but she does still coach at the gym and so this is what I mentioned to you yesterday when I was saying about weight no more mm-hmm. and so she does still coach people physically however she wants the emphasis to be placed on becoming mentally well and I know that you mentioned like are you a mental health coach or are you, and so I think that it loses that momentum mm-hmm. when these goals are truly 
focused on the inner work and getting yourself to a position and a place where you're comfortable with loving yourself and wanting more for yourself and appreciating what you have. You know what I mean? And not even saying that I'm not worthy of this. And so she does that through a holistic approach with the gym, with mental health, which love with loving yourself, you know, and then she also has a planner that she didn't mention Blair. Hello. <laughs> well, I, I didn't give her a chance to. Don't okay, worry. go ahead. Oh, see, but Michelle said yeah. you're a transformational coach. Yeah, yeah that, she, she literally took the words out. I, <laughs> I was wait till you got done because I was gonna say that. Like, that's what it sounds like. It's more transformation, and then too, she might not be super confident when closing out that pitch or even just telling people what she do because I think she does so many things. This mm-hmm. was me like three years ago. Like, I didn't know how to tell you I could help you, but I know I could help you make some money. But I think maybe if she get just stronger on that primary outcome, like you said, that she can get majority of her people because it sounds like, too, she has a framework. But I don't know if the framework, like, because all frameworks, one framework can't work for every single person. So maybe, like, if she can even go into her framework and see who qualifies and who don't, and that can kind of help lead her to, okay, so this is who I can help. Because for me... I can't work with you on a launch campaign for profit if you don't have any type of social media engagement. So that's something that as a qualifier, I have to ask you that because we don't build that up in the launch for profit campaign. Mm -hmm. So I think I wonder if she took her her framework and kind of just looked at it and seen step by step. Where is it taking the client? What success point is it taking them to? And then she's clear on that success point. And now that's the thing she say every time. I help you do this or I do this and it's going to help you do that. I think that's what it is because I wasn't confident like three years ago. I didn't know how to tell somebody I can help them. Absolutely. Blair, <laughs> can you um, can you s- tell me what the 7,000, what, what the 7,000 gets me? Yeah. So with the 7K, so we have, you have coaching calls. So it's a um, weekly meetup. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you have one-on-one coaching calls with the group calls. And then on Thursdays, I have SMEs to come in. So we we tackle all type of health. So I have a financial coach come in. I have a, men- um, a mental health coach come in. I have doctors to come in on Thursdays to basically educate you on the things you need. And you get the opportunity to specifically ask them questions. These are people that's been in the business for 20, 30 years. So, um, and also you have one-on-one calls with me on Fridays to just kind of wind things down. And in the midst of it, you know, of course, it's just programmed where, you know, I have a workbook that I send out to them and you're just going through the curriculum. It's almost like you're going through school to get yourself better internally and discover the things that's holding you back from achieving the goals or the mental goals that you need. I wouldn't say goals because it's not like, um, oh, I want to start a business maybe you do but that's not my purpose being in your life my purpose is to find out what's stopping you from getting to that point internally that prevents you from not being consistent with what you want to do out of life if that makes sense Blair I'm here Uh, how long is the program it's 10 weeks so 10 weeks 7k how long have you been doing it? Um, going on four years. Good. Well, going on four years, been eight years, but as far as the price, I kept changing my price two years at this price right now. Gotcha. All I right. started out, it was $299. <laughs> 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 
and it was six weeks. weeks? (laughs) No, it was six weeks, and it was only a workout program for two ninety nine. So I've been doing it for eight years. Started at two ninety nine, transitioned, then I started charging four ninety nine. You know, so I continued to up my price, and now I'm at the seven k mark. Got it. So you're getting you're getting results, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, I I have clients like I sell out every time because I only take twelve clients because of the amount of work that we have to put into each person. So right now I'm at the point where I only take 12 clients. So I've been consistently, you know, booking the clients and I have the results. I have testimonials and things like that. So, so it's not that I'm not confident in this, just as far as like how you guys stuff. are. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I feel you. I, I'm uncomfortable asking for money myself, <laughs> uh, but I do it anyway. And I do it with confidence because I know I'm not getting over on anybody. And if you have multiple people to get results. So I do these, um, I do one-on-one podcast sessions for 2000. Well, at first I was like, man, $2,000, who's going to pay for that? But I realized that people will be waiting like a year to launch a podcast, two years, because they just don't know what to do. They're, they're so confused in their strategy they're confused in what equipment to get. They're confused in how to upload the stuff. At what time should they upload it? How often? How much content should we create? Do I have a good idea? And in about 60 minutes, I fix all of that. Drop a super chat. So you're either going to spend another two years or you're going to give me $2,000. It's up to you. And if you value the $2,000 more than the two years, then you'll just spend two more years. But if you value two years of your time trying to figure it out, doing it wrong, then you'll just give me the 2000 because you need your time and it helps cut the learning curve. So I know what I've done for people and actually I'm doing them a favor. And actually the rate's about to go up. <laughs> if I can save you two years, you feel me? Like a marriage counselor should be charging outrageous numbers. Cause how much is it? How much is it for a divorce? <laughs> More than I'm charging you. <laughs> so you need to pay me my X amount of thousands of dollars to help fix your marriage. Otherwise, she's taking half, bro. (laughs) How much you got? Okay. Half of that. Okay. That's my value. So, I mean, you just, I I don't know how to say be confident because I'm not even like super comfortable asking for the money, but I have worked on my ability in the mirror to ask for the money and not say anything. And just wait that little awkward moment. It's seven thousand. Yeah. And then, right, 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 right. Yeah. That's that. Li- that's literally what helps me. I'm literally like, yeah, seventy five hundred. And if you're interested, I can see the proposal, and you can see it in, in writing. If you're a visual like me, I'm a visual, so I'm gonna send it over, and you know, you you can take it. Right, from this there. one, this one lady, she's like doing some nonprofit work or whatever. We do this whole call, and she's like, yo, are you? do you want to move forward? I'm like, man, yeah, I need it. She's like, all right, cool, no problem. I'm going to send you over this invoice. It's only 30000 and you can, like, break it up. Do you want to, like, break it up, or you want to just pay the whole thing? Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, that's how you do it. Hold on, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. But wait the way she, she didn't ask with, okay, it's 30000 she just assumed that I would take yeah. it because I got the she got the commitment from me. I, like I, I that. didn't send the thirty thousand. That's an actual. That's an actual. Be clear, I didn't pay the thirty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it though, but if she goes through that process, 
enough. And she's like, all right, it's, it's 30 grand, but you could break it up. Our objective is to make sure you get a hundred grand in, in grants or sponsorships. It just, it makes sense. It's like, okay, well, I probably would have done it. Yeah. She, is, you know what I mean? she didn't have the best presentation, but I'd have probably done it. But, you know. That's an assumptive close. Like it's actual closing technique. Yep. Yeah. Called yeah. An assumptive close. I've heard of that. But assuming the, the sale. Yeah. I assume you're gonna buy this. And the way you frame it, like even if somebody wanna use it, the way you frame it, if she layered it into a process. So number one, we're gonna draft your deck to be able to get this, this, and this. Number two, we'll do this, this, and she lists the outcome. Does that make sense for you, David, on all four steps? You confirm it. Does this look like what you were looking for? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I assume the close if you just yeah. said this look like what you're looking for? Yeah. I've always had some people send me, like they never give me a price on the phone. Because and I, I had a higher ticket program and I'm super, like, I'm just uncomfortable. Yeah. So somebody told me just um, never give her price on the phone because of my style. It's okay, this is what you want to do? All right, great. I'm going to send a proposal. What's your email address? Good afternoon. I'm going to the email and I don't have to have that awkward moment. It's just, I'm sending you an email. Yeah. You deal with that. Yep. Now on the other end, I'm Sit like, all right, <laughs> are they going to reply? Are they going to buy this? I'm, I'm thinking that, but you'll never feel that. I'm just emailing with a time to follow up. So, yo, we can set up a call this Thursday. And people book the Thursday call. They have a couple of questions, answer their questions. Yeah. Not awkward anymore. I think many, I think every person at different levels deals with that. Like you'd be lying to say you never felt that way as you increase price, as you evolve. How uh, Mark Well, don't clear. I think, at I, certain, well, I think at a certain point he, he did. Don't care. No, think, he don't. No. I think at a certain I, point. Like, Mark never. Because well. he will tell you he used to be, like, super low-ticket boy Wait. right here. Like, nah. Like, now, no. That's Wait. my brother. But I, I, my advice would be to a person, man, uh, what helped me a lot is I took it out of the context of what I was selling. You get what I'm saying? Like, when you see it as I'm teaching them information, I'm selling a coaching program, I'm selling a course. You gonna all or even time, yeah. and you take it out of the context of that, especially if your model's correct, and you're saying like what she's helping people do that her her offer like it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I would take it out of the context of coaching programming. You get a call and you get this. No, we're going to help you remove every limiting belief and mental boundary that keeps you from prioritizing yourself. Y'all write that down. I'm going to remove every limiting belief. Yeah, like that's what she's really doing. We're removing every limiting belief that makes you not be able to keep your word to yourself that can show up in several ways. Like if a person wants to work out and they're not, they're lying to themselves. Yeah. Right? So she's doing that. She's helping people physically, emotionally, mentally that then shows up in charging your worth, who you're connected with, attracting the people that you want, being confident in who you are, loving your life, like boom, boom, boom. Now, that's beyond the, the way that she's delivering it as a coaching program. But what she's offering, now you're comfortable in that price. Can I share a personal story? Uh, I just Because this is it's very relevant. Like, even when you mention where you're from. Because I'm from Baltimore. Yay. What's going on? Be- Baltimore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm both. West Side. I am. I'm from Baltimore. And so um, when David and I spoke, I told him, you know, like when I started doing PR, it wasn't popular. Like some of my first clients were from The Wire. And so we know how long ago The Wire was on television. Okay. <laughs> and so, but we that may. limiting belief followed me because coming from Baltimore, 
you know, we have Baltimore itself has such a stigma around it, but growing up in it, it limits you because there is really nothing positive that happens coming out of Baltimore. Right. And so when I moved here, it was because I was tired. I was like, I can't Baltimore just is not it for me. There has to be more. And so as my business progressed and as I got, you know, a little bit more money, I had always wanted a Louis Vuitton. I wanted a Louis Louis Vuitton. I wanted a Louis bag, right? (laughs) And so I went to the store. I bought this Louis bag, and I bought the bag and the wallet. And I got it home, and it sat in the bag. And my husband was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm taking it back. He's like, what do you mean you're taking it back? I was like, because I... This could be a bill. I could have been doing any other thing with this money. (laughs) Like, for me, it was just like, because you have that struggle mentality when you, the way you're raised, where you come from, environment, all that plays a part. And so for me in that moment, it was too much money and I didn't deserve that bag. Like, I did not need to spend $2,000 on a bag when I have bills. And so my, my husband and my son both were like, no, you can't take it back. You can't, you deserve it. You should have it. And I ended up taking the wallet back because for me, it was just like something needed to be returned, right? Like it was like, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> like it's too much money. I should be worried about bills. I need to make sure that my household is taken care, even though I could afford it. Mm-hmm. Even though I could afford it, I was still in the mindset of you, you can't afford this. Yeah. And I think that so many people struggle with that and don't even realize that it's a thing. Right. Because for me, the money was in the bank. I wasn't taking away from any bills. I wasn't, you know, knocking anything else. I just got something that I wanted, Thanks but for the could not chat. sit with it. Could not sit with it to the point that, like I said, I took the wallet back. Like they were like, you can't take it back. I was like, something's going back. Something's going back. And so I think that we all need to have conversations with ourselves, especially when it comes to businesses and, and feel like we can see how we deal with everyday life when it comes to everything else in our lives, like, you know, those things affect us, childhood traumas, you know, experiences, all of the things yeah. affect us in every point of our life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. How many, how many calls we got? Let's try to blaze through these real quick. Okay. We have somebody on the line. Ingrid, you are on live. Are we be able to bring in too? Okay. I got to find her. All right. I'll turn yep. it off. Ingrid. Let me, let me, let me have the, 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 let me see the little, uh, Good afternoon. the thermometer thing. Lord Jesus. Are you hearing me? She, she talking. Are you hearing me? Oh, go ahead. We can hear you now. Ingrid. Yes, good afternoon. So I have I have lots of receipts, but I'm I'm, I'm sorry, focusing yeah, on two. Lots oh. of receipts. Oh, what's up, Ingrid? <laughs> so last year I fell on ice and I was depressed for three months. But then I prayed and God allowed me to start painting. And to this date I have over almost forty pieces of abstract painting. And so this year, um, I just lost my brother, and I was so stressed out, and I'm, my face is very sensitive. So God gave me a formula for a face renewal um, soap um, product. So I, I did, I did um, put the, the formula together, and I started testing my friends and family, and it's, it's been a lot of great reviews. So now I'm trying to, to incorporate the painting and the facial soap, and the lastly one is called body renewal so i'm trying to incorporate telling my story of how i felt and during my depression and i i started painting and also during the death of my brother my sister i was so stressed out that i because i have very sensitive skin 
I have created this formula. So I'm trying to find maybe a mentor. I am, I'm already selling and I'm, I'm a perfectionist, but I'm trying to see how I can get it on the market on a, in a professional manner. Just for clarity, um, you're, you're selling I and soap. Beg your pardon? You're selling paintings and soap or body. Well, I'm not, I, I have not sold any of the paintings. I just, I have them. I have looked on, on, on demand um, to maybe upload the paintings, canvas on demand, but I, I did like my baby. So I'm still trying to figure out whether I should upload them and sell them online or do um, like um, shows oh, where. Oh, no. so, but the, the goal is to sell paintings and soap. Yes. But tell the story. Tell the story. Tell the story on why you started painting yes. and selling soap. Yeah. So funny. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to understand. Okay. Do you make money so, from okay, the soap so I right sell now? A, I, yes, I am. Okay. Good money? So with the, with the paintings, I fell and I couldn't work. I was depressed for three months. I had just moved to a new state. I was just depressed. And I just pray out God to pull me out of depression. And I started painting. I never knew I was an abstract painter. And now I have over, over 40 pieces. And I went to a college and did an exhibition. And it was well received. But you do sell soap though, right? Yes, I do. Okay. That's the main business? The yes. Okay. Are you making good money selling the soap? Yes, I am. A lot of money? Well, good, good enough. Are you trying to sell the paintings to to make to supplement your income from the soap sales? Yes. Okay. Because I'm, I'm still able to walk. I'm still I'm nursing the fall from an eye, so that um, I have no income. So I, I'm trying to be self-sufficient in, in terms of using what the gifts that God has given to me. Like I said, I have lots of receipts. But I'm trying to focus on two right now. Okay, I understand. So, um, the process, <laughs> the, the what you're going through right now is what most entrepreneurs go through. We're selling a product, <laughs> and it's not selling like we would hope it would sell. And then we okay. come up with another good idea that somebody else says, yo, you should do this. We're like, yo, I can do them both. And I'll just merge them. And then I'll just do them together. Uh, so that this other thing can make us more money. And I would imagine the paintings are more expensive than the soap. And, it's, and you might be calculating, yo, I could sell 30 bars of this soap for one painting. This just makes sense. Let me just sell the painting. But I'm telling you that process will never stop. I went through this process okay. for like a decade or so. I'm selling okay. something when that slows down. Instead of figuring out how I can sell more of the thing that slowed down, I move to another product and somehow convince myself that they go together. I'm not saying that the, the body butters and the soaps and the paintings don't go together. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm okay. just trying to analyze the reason and what you're doing this. If you want to so tell let me give your you a, story, a, you can tell your story on a podcast or on Facebook live or something or write a so book with, or something with, like that. Just, just okay, if you want so to get your story out, but you still have to think yes, like I a do. business owner and a business owner doesn't just start doing other stuff outside of what they're doing to make more money. A true entrepreneur, somebody that's really going to win 
They lean into figuring out more creative ways to sell more of the thing that we're selling. Mm. Okay. So again, none of this stuff that I'm talking about might apply to you, but I know that there's a hundred and something people on this call and I know it applies to them because I talk to entrepreneurs all the time and I've been an entrepreneur for a long time and this has been my pattern. So what you, what you may do is slow down your momentum, whatever momentum you have on your soap, you may slow that down to start now spending more time in the painting space and trying to find these expeditions, the, the exhibit exhibition. I think what happens sometimes is maybe you had a painting or two. Somebody came to your house and said, Oh, that's nice. You should go to this exhibition. You're like, Oh, all right, cool. I'll go. And then there's people there. They say, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And now it's my new focus. So, you got to be okay, careful. So, you got to be careful. So Mr. Dave, Mr. Yeah. Dave, I want, I want to let you, you what's your full time? Pardon? Do you have a job also? Or what's your full time? So as I, as I mentioned, I fell and I'm still nursing my fall. So I, also, I want to make another clarity. For me, I'm not just trying to make money. I'm trying to sell, sell my story because I know there's a lot of people that went through a fall. They, they, they got hooked on drugs. So for me, I want to share my story, what helped me. So And in the process, I'm going to get paid, but it's not all about money. That is not my motive. No, but I just want to make that clear. It is not my motive about money. Is telling my story what I went through and what pulled me through. Money. I'm trying to tell, tell my story. So I know there's a lot of people that went through a fall. They 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 got hooked on drugs. So for me, I want to Well, yeah, that wasn't the reason. I wasn't asking for money. I was asking for time because you know a lot of us, uh, especially full time workpreneurs, they will try to work a job and then have a business and then add another business and doing all these things. And so like David said, you know, it's like when you add these things on top of also a job where you're committed to somebody else, like you're working for them. So you have a commitment to your job and I understand you're out of work or because of your fall. So that's why I just wanted to, it wasn't about money. I just wanted to kind of see where you were with your commitment in, in your entrepreneurial journey. Hey, listen to me. Yeah, pro- okay? Sorry. I don't buy it. Ooh. I don't. Yo, listen, people are like, yo, it's not about the money. I just want to tell my story. Well, tell your story. Upload some YouTube videos. You don't know I a business Mr. strategy Gary. to tell your story? Go tell your story. Go to some schools. So I've asked, I would go to the schools and talk to the kids about <laughs> entrepreneurship. Every time I run into somebody and say, yo, I wrote the book because I just want to tell my story. If that's the case, go to some local schools. Go under the bridge every Friday morning and, and do some philanthropy. You don't need no cameras. You don't need no, 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 no video. You don't need no content. Go tell your story if you want to tell your story. There's a bunch of people that will listen to your story. But until we get real on the fact, the reason we're, if you really wanted to like just tell your story and, and like use your paint to heal people, you paint paintings and go to your church and give them away. But no, we can't do that because we got to sell them because people will buy them, which means we need money. <laughs> That's what everybody who doesn't make a lot of money after they've attempted to make a lot of money say, it's not about the money. We wouldn't start a business if it wasn't for some money. Like we want to get out of our situation and we want to make more money. And once we come to that realization, and I had to come to that, 
I was that. I was the person saying, oh, it's not all about the money. And I just want to help people. And I realized, yo, I'm lying to myself because the thing that I'm selling helps people. I'm not making a lot of money. So I'll say, it's not about the money. It's about me helping people. And that's where I get my fulfillment. No, you want to make some money. Free smoke. And once we come to that realization, now we can have a serious conversation. Okay, how do we go about that? How do we make some more money? Yeah. I don't buy that stuff. It's not about the money, especially when you have a business. It just doesn't make any sense. Be a philanthropist. Nonprofit. Nonprofit. And <laughs> even when you set up an, a, an official nonprofit. You getting them grants. They be trying to get the money. <laughs> you getting them grants. Come on, man. Y'all not. I need to find this grant. <laughs> y'all not going to sit in here and lie to me today. Okay. On this beautiful Friday. Afternoon. I wanted to just give her a quick um it sounds like what Dave was saying to her too. She needs to figure out like which one of those the photo the the paintings or the soap is where she wants to go primarily. Is is cause those two things, I'm gonna say they actually don't like they don't go together. So it's just like which one are you doing just because you seen the money was good? And which one are you doing because you know that you can talk about this in this room, on this live, on this podcast, on this. Like, which one are you doing from here? And which one are you doing for it from the money aspect? Because I think that's what she's trying to say. Like, I'm not doing it for the money, but like, you are doing it for the money. But like, which one are you doing for the money? And I know the you painting, all know her. I was a little confused. So what she's saying, like, a physical fall? But then I, know, I heard she mentioned drugs or something, too. So I was kind of confused on the fall. Like, was it a physical fall? Yeah, she, she said she, she was fell? healing. Oh, I thought she said she was healing or something. Yeah, from a fall, but then she mentioned drugs. Did she? Yeah. She's like, there's so many people that are addicted to drugs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, so that's why I got confused on the fall. There's a whole bunch of story to tell. Okay. And help a whole bunch of people. And I think you should go help people, but we got to be real on what we're doing here. Money. So I'm doing this um, for the hopefully money. That, hopefully that helped. <laughs> now we're going to get Janelle Hunt in here because she gave a few 499s and she even wanted to jump in here. Shouts out to real Elise Applewhite. You for sure. That's my girl. This <laughs> <laughs> warms my heart. I'll give it shit. Janelle, because Janelle Hunt been wanting to get in here for a minute. What's going on? Oh. All right, Janelle. Come on with it. Miss Applewhite. Let's bring her in. Let's bring her in. Let's try to knock this out. Right? We are gonna, we're going to... We're gonna, <laughs> We're, we're a little over time. Y'all good on time? Y'all all right? You got stuff to do. Y'all busy. As long as I can eat my fruit on camera. Oh, yeah, go ahead. What? I'm <laughs> eating snacks and all that. I'm sitting over here with my I little fruit meant bowl. To, I actually meant to order wings. I just... Oh, what happened? Man. Jeez. It just got late. I was going to do it at 12, so it gets here like 1, 1, 30, and we just out here eating good. <laughs> no, I had, I had my man... I had Chris go get the little... Charcuterie. The, the little tables. Not charcuterie. Oh, I thought he was saying <laughs> Wait a minute. What kind of bougie podcast we on? <laughs> it ain't. I know saying it ain't eating no charcuterie. I know charcuterie on, on, on the meetup. That's funny. Uh, My bad. Uh, is she in here? Okay. All right, cool. Blair said she was still on. I don't know what happened. I want to drop a bar um, for people to be patient with uh, the goal, but be impatient with the work simply because like me personally, I've always been patient with the work and I was also too patient with the goal at one point. So, or I'm sorry, I was too patient with the, the end goal or the outcome, but I wasn't patient 
with the work I was putting in. So when I switched it, I seen like an increase in my business. So I just wanted to drop that um, for anybody while we no, was waiting. We, we're still on live, right? We're still on. Yeah, we are most definitely still on. I have it up right here. Yep. All right. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Well, it has long awaited uh, call in. Janelle, you are officially on with David and what the gang. Free, free smoke. Free smoke. I like that. Right? He started to make them choice. It is all his voice, too. <laughs> He's the official voice of the podcast. Okay, good go for it. What's My name right? is Janelle. I'm the author and the coach of Made on What I Know. Turn, turn it up a little bit. Just turn our mics down. Making your life and pursue your goals after domestic violence. My question is um, God told me to create the book and to coach women overcome the lingering after effects of domestic violence. But my question is how to get women to open up about their story so, and to show them that my program can help them get unstuck from being, you know, like uh, not confident, not feeling good about themselves, thinking they're less than, don't think that anybody else will love them. So that's where I'm at. You said you want to know how to get women to open up? Yes, about like domestic, about their domestic violence stories and to like show them that like my program can help them overcome the lingering effects of domestic violence. Uh, hire a publicist and all this stuff, but I'm, I'm joking, but not joking. But no, mm -hmm. you need to create a safe space um, for women because women who are going through it, they are going to relate to what you're talking about. So whatever your program is, um, so we've talked about it a couple of times. So I have a children's book, and it's called My Parents Have a Drug Problem. Being from Baltimore, again, you know, like we deal with these things. And so I created this book because drug treatment programs are for adults, right? You know, like you always have treatment programs for the person that's actively in addiction, the person going through addiction, after addiction. But there's no program that speaks to children who live with parents or guardians who were addicted to drugs. So there's wow. nobody to have a conversation with a child when the game system leaves out the house and never comes back. Or when a parent was like, let me borrow this out your piggyback. You know what I mean? And so when I started talking about this book, so many people were like, man, that was my life. Where was your book when I was growing up? You know what I mean? Because people related to it. There are so many adult children of addiction that didn't get any help when they were growing up. And so for you, it's going to be the same thing. People are going to need to find that safe space and that relatability to want to share. You can't make somebody share their story. There's nothing in there that you can just say, I need you to share it and you need to do it now. Like it needs to be a safe space where people relate to the content, relate to the information, and they see that it actually helps. Not that you're doing it or you say you created it just because like they need to see that it actually helps them because women will open up and then bad things happen to them. You know, like we've seen things where someone might say, Oh, you're safe in sharing your story with me or you're safe being around me, or this is a safe space. But then when they open up the space isn't safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they need to make sure that this is a safe, a safe space. space. Yeah, that was good. To add to that, I just wouldn't know. I would like to know once they open up, what is the what is the end goal for them for opening up? Like what? Because that's deep. Like if I got to if I got to talk about this, the return got to be 
something worth talking about it. So what are you trying to take them to? That would be my question. So like my program is trying to teach them like how to reclaim their voice, um, how to feed their soul as far as like creating a relationship with God, trying to get deeper into the connection, Um, like reclaiming their self-love, like going in that area and like growing on, like shifting into their purpose and their goal, like what did God create them to become? Okay. So that's really good. But can we can't. I know you have the current program, but in my head, what I'm thinking, if it can take me deeper into once I do all of that, what will it do for like, what can I do better in life? So like how earlier I mentioned, we work on those three areas when we go into investing in coaching, finances, relationships um, and health and well, I mean, like health and wellness um, out of those three, it sounds like it would be probably it could be either because with you allowing or helping them get that out and just really begin to learn themselves and um, develop that relationship, like you said, with God and themselves and whoever, it can be a domino effect on how they perform in other areas of their life. So I feel like if you can tell them that this is going to take them to an improved area in some part of their life, it probably could help. Because if you told me that I'm going to get a closer relationship with God, I'm going to learn myself better after being abused um, in my past, now it's like you helped me get that out. But now what can I connect that to? I think to get me, you got to say something that I've been desiring to do. Like I've been really wanting to date again, but I can't because I've been abused or I've been really wanting to, you know, uh, market my business, but I can't because I'm scared to show my face on live. Like, what is it that you're trying to take them to specifically? So that's like my I went to. We need some steps uh, to close it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got a whole board. Let's go ahead. <laughs> he no, like, that's not my lane. Because, <laughs> like, I, I'm always sensitive about when you talk about women being abused and on that lie, I try to be so sensitive to it because I can't imagine it, you know, because yeah. it, it hits on so many layers. So I wouldn't be able to give context into how to help have women open up. I can speak marketing strategies, things of that nature, but the work that you're doing, you have to know that you're going, you're not going to get someone It's like most people know they procrastinate, but you don't get a bunch of people raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm a procrastinator. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I think it's building community, building trust and vulnerability is one of the greatest, greatest strengths of marketing. When you have something that has intrinsic value, it's not an external thing where someone says, I'll help you lose weight. I'll help you make money. You got an intrinsic value thing that you're doing with marketing. So you have to create brand story, community, and start creating uh, vision casting, like more talking about why you're doing it instead of what you're doing. Because the moment, and I would also, uh, um, I think, Mar- Monet. you meant Monet, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, mentioned the statement positioning earlier, which is a strong word that, that many people have to do. Your positioning has to do with the language and how you separate yourself within a market. Meaning we, I don't use the word course. I don't use the word module In our space. And why no one wants to know you'll get 20 modules. Instead, we brand and name it the cash flow hub. And we describe it. We realize that entrepreneurs don't want to watch hour long recordings of zoom calls. People right. go, Hmm, see what happened in real time. 
So we decided after the Zoom call, soon as it's over, I get in front of the camera and record eight minutes of condensed version of what I taught in one hour. So you can watch it, ask your question, and come to a support call and get help with it. See what we just did? My whole positioning just changed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so for what you're doing, you vision cast to talk about a problem in the space and how you created a community for people. I'm doing that right now. I'm about to start doing something called uh, the Entrepreneur Prayer and Plan and Check-In. It'll be bi-weekly where a person writes out their plan. We pray over it, discuss it quickly. It could be a mini devotional style thing and check in on one another in four areas, mentally, emotionally, financially, and relationally. It's 15-minute calls bi-weekly. So all I'm going to do is vision cast why I'm doing it. I know what it is like to to feel successful in every area except the areas that matter most to me. And nobody feels sorry for me because I have one in one area they don't have, which is money. Yeah. Nobody feels sorry for you, right? That's vision casting. So I want to create a safe space for entrepreneurs. That's what I would do if I were you. Talk about why I'm doing it, what the space will look like, what it will feel like. And that's how you start getting women to secretly say, hey, I need this. Yeah. I think a good so, question too for that is, what is the end game? Because Monet and Marcus both mentioned it. And it's like, with your program, what is the end game for the women, right? It's like, you created this space, but what was truly your end game with creating it other than what I can only assume is something that you went through yourself because usually people do things based on experience, right? right? And so you may have experienced this, and so you wanted to create a space for other women who have experienced it, and some men too, not in your space, but men experience it as well. But, like, what is the end game? Like, once people come to your program, what is the takeaway for them? Like Monet said, they get a takeaway, but what's the takeaway for you with the program itself? Yeah, absolutely. Can I share real quick? Because I've been on the other side. I have been a, a I'm going to say I'm a victor of domestic violence. I've been emotionally, physically, mentally, physically abused in multiple relationships and so being on the other side um they started huh? back not this one not him not him you have to be very very clear <laughs> you be laughing at this no but you, it was you, such a serious moment I know, but no, because he was so in his chair like this he's like he got the headphones on like not this one i was like yeah, it wasn't even the mic i'm like uh-oh just to be clear. Just to make sure. <laughs> no, but um, for me, what attracted me to other people who had communities like this is their story. That's the biggest thing that attracted me is I was able to relate to them personally versus what I'm going to get out of the program. Yes, getting something out of the program is very important. But if I can't connect with you, I'm not even going to be thinking about being in your program. Yeah. If you are just trying to connect with me on a professional level and not personally, then it's not it's not worth it for me. So whether it's you've been through it personally or you have seen it happen to your mom or your or whatever the case may be, that is something that will that will um, organically attract yes. the right audience. Yes. So, and then also like for me, even if you held like a workshop where for me, just getting it all out on paper, mm. even if I don't share it with anybody, getting it all out on paper, that was a healing process all in itself. Mm. There were certain parts of writing it all out that I couldn't even write out at first 
because it just brought up so much emotion. Mm-hmm. But now, releasing it all out on paper, that's it's it's like it's taking a load off. So, and I th- okay. I think obviously if she's sharing, is she still in the line? Are yes, you, I'm are here. You telling your story often? Yes, I share my story too. I like I've been vulnerable, but I believe I have to be more, you know, more open about different stories that happen in the process and do more videos. Here's what I know happened. I don't even know you, but here's what I know happened. Is the more you tell your story, the more you find other people who have the same story. Am I right? Yes. So get out of your mind that there are that people that I have to get people to share. Believe it or not, it's going to sound weird, but there are some people that are dying to tell their story. But there's no other safe space provided. Like there's nobody else talking about it. But the more you talk about it, you find those people that go in the DM, yo, this is this same thing happened to me. And maybe you have a podcast and you start inviting people on. And I am guaranteeing if you have a podcast of women that are talking about um, domestic violence being in it, you will net you won't have to search long to find guests. Mm. I'm telling you. There's something bad that happened to everybody. And there are lots of people that are willing to tell their story. If you've been homeless before, there's people that want to tell their story on how they've been homeless and got out of it. Right. You might. um, I I don't know. There's 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 one podcast where they shoot it, but the person's face is like blacked out because they're in the situation now and they change their voice a little bit. They're in the situation right now. And there are people that can't wait to just get it out. Like I can't I have to tell somebody, Mm. man, if I could just tell somebody and and, and, and there's no repercussion because the person is you know what i mean like you may not have to show that person's face at all and you don't show them on camera but it's just a voice you can change their voice or whatever like that this is the type of stuff that we can create a a circle where um it's safe nobody knows this is me i get to get it off my chest and i get to get coached yo i'm in this situation right now what do i do Mm. You will create a real movement, but you can't be afraid to be out there on a regular basis telling your story and that one or two person that hits you and say, hey, I went through the same thing. You have to be able to say, would you like to tell your story? And I promise you it's not as hard as you think. Yeah. Cool. She says she'll switch her goal from having making people tell their story to like more soldiers. Yeah. That's, yeah, like that language, right? Like, I gotta <laughs> find people. No, you need yeah, to create like a that. space where people will find you. I'm telling you. So, look, man, it's 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 almost we can't we can't because I love you, DJ. Just come on back next. Love Friday. you, DJ. Come we'll back be right back. Or 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 just join the morning meetup. We do Q and A every single Thursday. So go to themorningmeetup.com. A lot of those people you saw on there are morning meetup family. I told them this morning. I said, look, y'all need to call in so people can see who you are. I gave him the strategy. I was like, yo, we doing live today. Call in, tell people what you do, share your story, ask a question. That is exposure. Somebody's going to follow. Elisa said she'd be on this joint every week because she always gets people that follow her, and she picked up clients from being on this live. Nice. Wow. 
She get fifty dollars. She get twenty five. That money comes back. You hear me? So um, stay tuned into us with uh, the morningmeetup.com and free smoke every single week. You never know who's coming. So we got to, y'all can share who you are, what you do, and how you can, how people can work with you. So let's start here. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the platform and everybody. Um, I am Adrian, founder and owner of the IPY agency, Public Relations. I can be found at I'm Promoting You, obviously, on all social media. Well, that's not true. So TikTok is promoting you, too. And X, Twitter, is promoting you without the I'm. I also, in addition to my pitch planner, my pitch planner is Pitching Ain't Easy, but I also have a book that's called Public Relations Ain't Free. I like the word ain't, you know. So you can go to my website, www.theipyagency.com. All the books are available on Amazon also. Get it. Amazing. Well, thank you for having me, David. Of course, you know, I appreciate the the exposure. Y'all give me some exposure, too. Y'all not the only ones getting some exposure. (laughs) But no, this was amazing. Um, Earlier, Marcus was talking about proximity. Um, and how a lot of his fr- his uh, relationships and, like, friendships came from getting in those rooms. Um, I'm going to be honest with y'all, y'all. I've DM'd Marcus before. He probably don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably don't even know. So just bad. being connected with Dave, like, I, it was just, it wasn't even nothing for real. It's just, uh, it was a small situation. But, yeah, being connected with Dave, I see him in real time. I see him in, in flesh now. I only see him <laughs> online. Um, so I, I definitely appreciate even being here. A lot of people, even though they look up to me, I have people that I still, you know, pay homage and give just that, like give them their flowers while they're here. So, um, definitely Dave, I'm always giving your flowers, Marcus, same. Thank and then you. of course you, my first time meeting you, but I want to give you your flowers. You so y'all, um, y'all can follow me on Instagram. I am the CEO of NBC, the agency. I have a marketing and launch agency. I also am the CEO of Monet Business Co., which is my coaching side of the agency. And um, just stay tuned. Uh, I'm, I'm dealing with an overflow right now, so I don't got nothing to pitch y'all. No. But <laughs> I, I'm working on it. So just, just go ahead and follow me. Y'all will see things unraveling and if you're looking to launch your next marketing campaign, of course, I'm the I'm the woman for you. Okay. So thank y'all. Uh honored to be here with you with you both. I learned so much. Uh connecting, learning. So we definitely gotta stay connected. Yes. I did not know, Agreed. but we know we know each other. Uh I gotta do better with that. My team even gotta do better with responding. All right. Uh I don't have anything to, to well, y'all do got stuff to sell you, but I'm not going to sell you anything. <laughs> uh, I'm, in, I'm, in a, I'm in a good mood, so I want to give you something. Okay. I got in front of a camera and decided to record something I called Ideas to Online Income. Most people never make it out of their head and learn how to package, market, sell, and launch something. So we decided to give away a course we used to sell for three to $1,000 for free. You, you can go to www dot monetize with com backslash free course type in the code save 3000 and it'll literally go from three thousand dollars to zero dollars for you you can have it watch it it breaks down everything from messaging i think it's a messaging document a document that shows you how to quantify how much to charge how to launch so it answers four questions what to sell who to sell it to how to sell it and how much to charge so 
www.monetizewithmarcus.com backslash free course. That one, say again. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the code is save 3000. It's on the page. So you just go to the first one. You're just going to tell you, put in your email. The second page is nothing for sale. There's no up sales, cross sales, down sales. Bump no, orders. No order bumps. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So you can, don't, don't say I ain't never give you nothing. The only thing yeah. I, the only thing I ask is do the same for someone else. If you have something that can help people, even if it makes you money, occasionally pause and say, what did I need when I was starting out? That's why we created it. And check out the podcast from the day. Yeah, At 9 a.m., we dropped an episode called Why I'm Not Getting Any Sales. And oh. I answered the question, five steps you can follow to start generating sales right away. So, wait, just so I'm clear, you were here at 9 and then you left to get a haircut? No, no, no. Monetize with Marcus. On the, the only, the oh, biggest in entrepreneur space, social oh. media I mean, excuse me, Social Proof Network. Social Proof Network. So episode drop, go watch that. And the link is in there too. Free, absolutely free. Stay, we ought to give away like something to people in the morning meet up too. Absolutely. Let's do that. Like I want to jump on next week. Yeah, let's sponsor that too. Oh, let's sponsor nice. let's sponsor something. Rosa will be let's, in the morning meetup. Let's get five, week. let's get this five week. new I'm people to in the morning meetup. We need to vote nice. for the people. I want I want to sponsor five people to get in the morning meetup because you need to sponsor it. five people. Yeah. On here? Yeah, let's get it. How we, okay, send a DM to Marcus. Put Marcus Instagram. Don't DM, don't DM Marcus. DM. <laughs> Marcus Yeah. No, let me clarify. He responded. <laughs> you were given a free ticket to the first um, five Rose people. Event. Did you get it? No. What? I didn't get it. It was, it was oh, the last Lord. first five people that DM oh, Marcus M M U M M U. First five people that DM Marcus M M U. I'm always invested. He is going to sponsor <laughs> five people. That's exciting. That'll be my birthday gift. Hey, say no more. That's we three. Uh, be Christmas. Absolutely. Well, I'll celebrate Christmas, but oh, birthdays, right, right. we still lit. Um, <laughs> listen, you all, actually, this week, come Jacqueline okay, ain't got, playing. Jacqueline, I see you already got ideas to online income course. Drop it in the chat. Was it not free? Did it oh, not wait. take from $3,000 to zero dollars? Oh, you can see it already? Yeah, I ain't charged nothing. That boy, systems ain't. Systems on 10. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got some stuff to sell you. So believe it or not, believe it or not, I am on a call every single morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we are talking to our family. We've got a whole bunch of morning meetup members in here. If you're in morning meetup, please throw MMU in the chat. We got a bunch of morning meetup members every single day, Monday through Friday. And we used to charge a certain amount of dollars, like a hundred dollars a month. But I said, I don't want people coming in for a month, investing a hundred dollars and getting 25 calls. You got to be with me for the year. Spend all of 2024 with me. It will be $500 for the year. And we will talk every single month. Now, am I on a call every morning? All right, so am I. I'm on. <laughs> is hosting it. Hundreds of people. I like join. I'm telling you, we got game to give away every single day. We are we are forcing people to write out what their day looks like mm. before the day starts. And then the next day we come on and say, hey, the stuff that you said at eight in the morning that you was going to knock out for that day. Did you do them? We are holding each other accountable. We have a book club. We literally read 15 to 16 books per year as a group. And we do it chapter by chapter. 
Nella outlines the pages. It's no more than 10 pages every single day that we read. So we read yesterday, like Thursday night, we read our 10 pages. Come on Friday morning and we all discuss what we all read. This is a true community. Listen, community is a buzzword right now, but we've been running this since 2017. We've been on a call every single morning since 2017. And this week coming up, this Wednesday, we are doing a live workshop only for morning meetup members. Dope. If you are in the morning meetup, you can come for free in the studio. We'll stream it if you're out of town, but it is free and I'm going to feed y'all. So I'm taking that out of the oh, five dollars. Oh yeah, like I'm feeding them snacks and we're going to sit and we're going to map out 2024. So right now, right now, join the morning meetup, the morning meetup.com, the morning meetup.com the number one entrepreneurial community in the world. This is not something that I set up last week or during the pandemic. We've been a community for a very, very long time and we are in there. So we love you all. Continue to share. Next week, we have a wealth building panel. Golly, we got somebody who has, we have the bank. So a, a black man started his own lending company, meaning if you need $600,000 for a real estate deal, he funds it. He started the company. We also have Miss Terrica Lynn Smith, who whoop, whoop. is a, an animal when it comes to real estate. She has built out my portfolio to almost 100 doors. She owns almost 1,000 by now. Oh, um, my God. Six figures in monthly recurring revenue from real estate. She is incredible. And then we have uh, Mr. Eddie Benoit joining as well. And he's doing 50, 60, million dollar real estate developments. Jeez. Oh my he, God. Is it like, if you ride down Atlanta, you will pass one of the buildings that he owns. It's like that. So next week, set your alarm, free smoke every single Friday at noon. We got a lot going on. So stay tuned with everybody here. If someone here said something that really in, impacted you, please send them a DM. Cause I want them to leave and say, yo, Dave, after that, people start DMing me. I like that. And I, we need the Dave effect. Yes. I need that yes. Dave effect. And yes. shouts out to everybody that put a seat in the ground. She's out here. She's like, She's out here. You understand me? Yo, shouts out to everybody that gave a super chat. I know that seed that you put in the ground is going to grow. I'm telling you, don't ask me how it works. It just does. When you give, you receive. It is a principle of life. It is a principle of wealth. Okay, so we love you all. We will see you next week. Bye, y'all. Free smoke, free smoke. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.